Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. From the Kiss 925 studios in Toronto, Canada. Oh, you. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Okay, so we got a text. Person didn't leave their name. Oh. Totally fine. But it reads this. OMG, guys. Go to walmart.ca. Choose clothing. Choose men's clothing. Choose outerwear. Choose coats and parkas. And then scroll down a bit. Okay. So I did that. Okay. So I went through all the steps. All right. I'm going to start scrolling on my computer. Okay. And then when you see it, yeah. Okay. So right now, what I'm looking at is uh, the Walmart website. I'm looking at a bunch of parkas. Ready for me to start scrolling? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. It's a good looking jacket right there. Okay. Hold on. Couple. Oh wow. Men's jockstrap brief bikini pouch. And it's a picture of a guy wearing like bikini briefs, but his hand is right down the front of it, like jammed right down there. Also, that's not a parka. Also, not available. Sold out. Oh, sold out. (laughs) Not sold online, not sold in stores. How did that make it? So, in the coats and parka section. Of walmart.ca. Okay, so hold on here. If you're in the Coats and Parka section at walmart.ca and you get to the picture of like a like a ripped guy with a white G-string with his hand jammed down the front of it, and if it's not sold online and it's not sold in stores, it is only there to turn you on. <laughs> <laughs> what other reason would it be there? <laughs> It's only there to turn you on. So again, if you want to see, if you want proof for yourself, walmart.ca, choose clothing, choose men's, choose outerwear, choose coats and parkas, and then scroll down a bit. (laughs) But there it is. Excuse me. Black Friday deal for real. Wow, hello. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Cyber Monday, y'all. Is that what it is, huh? Sure is. Does that exist this year? Yeah. Yeah. According to all the emails I get. I know, it's crazy. From literally everywhere. I still have a lot of motivation to shop and all that stuff. I know. I started um, over the summertime 
started going through and un- unsubscribing from all the places that send me emails. Oh, you did? Huh? Yeah. That's too much work. No, you know why? Because my inbox was getting flooded every single day. Yeah. And right. It was just tough to, <laughs> to manage. So I started unsubscribing except for like maybe three or four that I get now. Roxy looked at my phone. I, my phone was just open the other day and she looked at it and was horrified. Why? Well, because she has her phone, right? Uh-huh. And she gets messages from like her friends and stuff like this in school and whatever else. And she checks them, and then she has zero messages in her inbox. And my phone was sitting on the table, unlocked, and she looked at it. And in one mailbox, I have 693 unopened messages. In another inbox, I have 14,449 unopened messages. Oh, my God. And then in another inbox... 14,000? And then in another inbox, I have 33,218 unopened messages. (laughs) And she's like, Dad, you got to check your email. Yeah. (laughs) I could tell you right now. You got to check your email. I know. Why do you have so many unread messages? Well, because it's exactly that. I have one email address yeah. that I use exclusively for just signing up to things. Uh-huh. Anything that asks me for my email address, uh, That's I like use. 56,000 uh, emails you have yeah. unread. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. I tried deleting it. I don't know. It bothers me. I don't know. I wish I could just open them all at once, select all, and then it's too much work. They make it too much work to do uh, that. I mean, you can do exactly the num- that. But the numbers don't bother me. They seem to bother everybody else. Uh-huh. Like when, when somebody else looks at my phone and they see 33,000 unread emails, it bothers them, right? And then Because I get- think we all just assume that they're emails from people you know, right. not from subscriptions that well, you- Well, exactly. People think there's one from them in there. Exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly uh-huh. what it is. People think you there's one. You got my email from August of yeah. 2017? <laughs> <laughs> People think there's one from them in there. But no, but I have that. And I'm like you. So instead of unsubscribing, what I have just always done was I just sign up with this one particular email address to uh-huh. get the account. That's where all the spam goes. That's sure. where all everything else goes. And then I never dip into it. I never, like, but I don't never. Don't you get the, the notification, like, for Gmail, for example? Like I got one this today that said that you're out of storage. You won't be able to receive or send emails anymore. No, so then man. I go through and I just start deleting oh, stuff. No, man. I I would much rather pay the whatever it is a month to get like the unlimited 19 terabyte storage oh plan. Oh, my God. <laughs> rather That's such than- a waste of money, though. <laughs> is it, though? Yes. No, because, how, okay, this is, my, this is my philosophy when it comes to this. What is more important, okay, my time or my money? My time is more important. So uh-huh. if you said to me, do you want to take an hour today and start going through your inbox or do you want to pay six dollars this month to not have to do that i'm gonna pay six dollars absolutely i'm gonna pay six dollars hour right to do other great things let me finish you can use that one hour as you've said many times yeah that you just sit on the toilet doing nothing right I, I, hold on now. i never said nothing i said i sit on the toilet doing a very important business right okay you can sit on the toilet for one hour yes sir and go through your phone and start clearing out those emails no no that is a waste of time <laughs> 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 it's an absolute waste of time. <laughs> so, uh, in other words, you're going to sign up for another Gmail today, <laughs> Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So, you're going to buy Drake's new collection, his uh, Nocta collection? I need to see what it looks like. Go to his Insta. He's got a picture of him. He's wearing one of the jackets. Oh, the orange one? I saw that last Yeah, night. the yellow one. I mean, it depends. There's a lot of stuff that Drake releases, various brands. Um, uh, products through his various brands that 
I've tried to purchase in the past, but they sell out so quickly. I know. So Nocta is a... Uh, I tried to get one of those candles, huh? Sub-label. Oh, the one that smells like... What does it smell like? Like Drake. Oh, like Drake. 80 bucks. Sold out immediately. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, so Nocta is a Nike sub-label that Drake started. Um, and I guess they've been working on it for like two years. It's jackets, tracksuits, and gloves. And he calls it an exciting new chapter in his life. He said that this moment is a full, this moment is full circle for me. He, for me, he went on to say, I mean, growing up, Nike was everything. I felt like every shoe I wanted, every athlete I liked, everything I owned was Nike. I didn't mean any, it did, I didn't mean anything. It didn't mean anything unless it had a swoosh. (laughs) He goes on to say, (coughs) excuse me. Nocta is about creating something for people on the move. People who want function, comfortable fits that are adaptable from one environment to the next. Hey, Drake, that's me. Yeah, is that if you? If you're sending out those promo packages to people, yeah. add my name. Bro. If you could just live in a tracksuit all the time, would you? Ooh, good question. I'm wondering when I'm going to get to that point. Because right now all my clothes are tight. Yeah. And I know I'm going to get sick of it. I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my tracksuit years. And I'm, I'm already deciding, like trying to decide on what style and fit of tracksuit I'm mm. going to go with. Well, you can get like fitted tracksuits. But do I want fitted tracksuits? So everything else I wear is super tight. Everything yeah. I wear is super tight. Mm. So you want, you think you're going to explore the world of loose fitting clothes? I might get to that no. point. Yeah. This is not the Roz I know. I'll tell you, Catherine bought me a, um, like a, like coveralls. You know what I mean? Like it's, you just like, it's like a onesie. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. It's like a big giant onesie to just like do stuff in, like working and whatever else. But uh. it's too fashionable to, to get it dirty. Okay. And it's the most comfortable thing ever. It's literally just a one piece white nothing. Like it's really, it's, yeah, it's just a one piece white sort of jumpsuit. Yeah. With like, you're supposed to wear it over your clothes. I wear it as clothes because the pockets on the sides are just holes. So you're supposed to be able to put your hands in the pockets on your sides to access the pockets on the pants that you're wearing underneath your coveralls. Oh. But, but when I wear it, it's you put your hands in the pockets and you just feel undies. Yeah. I was going to say access to your legs. <laughs> well, and access to my legs. And let me tell you, they're big pockets. You could get two hands in each one. <laughs> but I'm wondering. For purpose, that's your own business. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but you're wondering when? I'm wondering when. I want Because I, th- I feel it coming. Like, I really do. I, I, I'm, I'm almost what there. I think. I think you need to buy a few pieces yeah and start experimenting on the weekends right now is it still cool because here's my like here's there's things that i don't want to give up okay Okay. like if i'm in my tracksuit years yeah i don't want to have to give up leather jackets why can't you wear a leather jacket on top of your tracksuit? this is what i'm asking i don't know you know who's who's in a tracksuit all the time who's that elton john yeah see i want to be elton john test it out on the weekends yes i think you would look really cool in a velvet one shut up now you're trolling me don't i'm not i swear i promise no 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 i know the look on your face when you're trolling me. no i promise you i'm not i think you're gonna look super cool no i'm fine i'm done it's me and elton that's it thanks (laughs) this is the Roz and mocha show podcast Hello, Ronza Mocha, who's this? Hey, it's Mike. How's it going, guys? Good, buddy. What's going on with you? Oh, not too much. Hey, I just wanted to touch on that, uh, the whole tracksuit uh, subject real quick. Oh, yeah. And God's sake. I, I, no, they're super comfy. But the question is, would you go with a zip-up hoodie or a mm. pullover hoodie? No, zip-up. 100% zip-up. See, 
you have to wear a shirt under that, though. Says who? Okay, fair enough. You gotta <laughs> let those. You gotta. You gotta let the man grass hang out. So, me personally, I'd go. I'd go with the pullover because I like that full, full pull through pocket. Yeah. But mm. uh, what, what would we call Roz though? If he w- if he was a tracksuit guy, like exclusively tracksuits, like he made the switch. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Why, why do I need a new name? Well, because everybody needs a nickname, so he'd have to be the smooth, loose dude. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of smooth, cool dude. No. Smooth, loose. Please. Right? please. I love it. Please. I love it. No. But loose is cool, so no. it's still smooth, cool. No, no. Very few things in life that are loose does anybody care about. <laughs> That's Except- what she said. <laughs> Shut up. Thanks, Mike. Have a good one, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Welcome to it. He's Roz. I'm Mocha. So glad to be here with you. Mm-mm-mm. If you don't know, outside of uh, doing this radio show, Roz has another job. Immediately after this, he works over at ET Canada. True. Weeknights on Global, right across the country. Go support my boy. What are you show getting the at Bay. right now? What are you doing? What I'm trying to say is that we do the radio show. Yes. For, you know, four or five hours. Yes. And then you have another full day. I do. Eight, nine hour days. Two shows. And you're a busy guy. Very busy. Which is uh, why I avoid sending you texts, emails, anything that I don't need, like, immediate attention. Gotcha. Leave you alone. Right? Right. Which I appreciate. Yeah, Moria, on the other hand. Oh, my God. I know what you're doing. <laughs> Does the complete opposite of what I do. When I know that you're busy doing TV show stuff. Yes. Rather than leave you alone, he continuously calls and calls and calls and calls. But it's not for any real reason other than straight up nonsense. <laughs> right. And sometimes you know, sometimes you don't. But he records all the conversations. And he knows my schedule too. Like he calls me at my worst moments. But this is a prime example of a busy day where he is continuously calling you. <laughs> you answer, and then you're like, bro, like, give me a minute to breathe. And again, all in the sake of straight-up nonsense. Hey, I'm not around. Leave a message. <laughs> like, he, he's the one that's annoyed. I know, yeah. Right? Hey, I'm not around. Right. Honestly. Yo. There he is, Miss America. What's going on? Can I call you back in two minutes? <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, parumpa pum pum. Parumpa pum pum. Give me two minutes. Do you pinky swear? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Busy. Yeah. Hello? Yo. Hey, how are you? Good. Awesome. Okay, so I've been doing some thinking. Okay. We have to start figuring out uh, what we're doing for gifts for each other for Christmas. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you know, we have to discuss it. I think it's important for us to think outside the box. You know, it's been an interesting year, and I think that we have to sort of do like a list for each other. But I thought the fun thing to do would to do virtual, not reality, virtual gifts for each other. What is it? Say that again? Like virtually virtual, <laughs> like not real. Like virtually virtual? Keep in mind, still buy what you ever were going to buy from me, but I thought it'd be fun if we also did virtually virtual gifts. <laughs> like if I bought for you the cottage of the future. Uh, 
okay. What does that mean? You know, I like where pigeons poop and it turns into food or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay, you 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 just bought me pigeon <laughs> as a snack. Or like I don't know, some like a car that runs on human pee. Oh, okay. Virtual. So, okay, I'm not. First of all, I don't want your pee. <laughs> and you can get me like something awesome, like just naming something off the top of my head. If you were to get me an Andy Warhol painting. Oh God. So okay, hold on here. Let me just get this straight. You're gonna give me pigeon <laughs> and human piss, and you want a Warhol. No bad ideas in brainstorming. Everything about you is a bad idea. <laughs> well, I, okay. Do you want to just tell me what you're gonna get me? I'm not getting you anything. What? <laughs> oh, God, don't do this. I got you like a co the cottage of the future. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't. You bought me pigeon <laughs> chips. Look, I could look through this magazine in front of me right now, and oh my God, look, apple trees. I could get you virtual apple trees. Great. That's awesome. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, this was just the idea. We don't so have to excited. come up with our virtual ideas right now. I was thinking this is something we could do. I'll call you like in a few days kind of thing. So wait a second. Your virtual idea was a virtual idea? Well, yeah. <laughs> like we're virtually brainstorming. Okay. No, we're actually brainstorming. Okay. Now we're going to sing. And I'm actually hanging up. And they told me pum pum. <laughs> Did you just say And they told me Pum 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 And they told me Pum 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 It was a virtual version <laughs> Here we go The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast I would like to play this new song for you Oh okay In it's entirety But we cannot play it in it's entirety we got time. Because it's nine hours and 58 minutes long. Oh, we ain't got that. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. How many hours? Nine hours and 58 minutes long. No, thank you. It is, it is the 179 days of Christmas. So what? We got about 79 days of Christmas. So you know the 12 days of Christmas? Yeah. Okay. You know, but because the way you sing the song, you yeah. go one and then you go two and then you go back to one and then you go one, two, three yeah, and the then recap. back to you do the recap. So Joran Call and AJ Ng, the song's available on iTunes, by the way. Is it really? They put a nine hour song on iTunes? How's that even allowed? Is that even allowed? Also, there's not 197 days of Christmas. Well, it's listen, man, it's COVID. What are you going to do? Right? I get, oh, true, true, true. So they did the 179 days of Christmas. So it starts off like totally normal. Hey, kids, are you ready for Christmas? <laughs> I can't hear you. I said, are you ready for Christmas? <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> okay. We all know it, right? Yeah. Love it. Love it. What's up, Morgan? So on iTunes, they separate it by every 20th day. 
Oh, so it's split. Yeah. It's like, it's oh like, my it's, God. Yeah, it's like, it's like back in the day when you got one, a, a movie on VHS that was three hours and it came in two VHSs. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> hour and a half, hour and a half. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So, so, gotta, so if you want to enjoy this song off iTunes, you got to buy the entire series. Yeah. It's, and it's nine hours and 58 minutes long. It's 10 hours long, basically. Gosh, uh, okay. Right. So do you want to dip down to check out what 179 was like? Or what do you want to do here? Because we got a lot of parts of this song. I guess. And you got to figure it out. On the 179th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. 179 was just crawls. 178 stocking stuffers. 177 essentials by the seashore. 176 treats for Costco. 175 people think they're waiting for the subway. 174 zips of survey. 173 tickets to the air show. 172 financial advisors. 171 trips to Coney Island. 170 people with the podcast. 169. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Okay, yo, we ain't got time. Okay. We ain't got time. Okay, okay, dip dip into a different part then. Dip oh into a different part. Oh my goodness. Ten lords are leaping. Nine ladies dancing. Oh, so then we get to the actual... Yeah. Yeah. Go back to the middle. Go back to the middle. Oh, go, go somewhere back, in the yeah, middle? Yeah, yeah. Go, okay. go back to the middle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they they ran like at what point do you have to like okay uh, eighty four greasy barbers? Yeah. <laughs> when you just start running out of ideas. <laughs> so anyway, so that's the song. It's a one hundred and seventy nine days of Christmas. It's available in multiple parts on iTunes. It's Jordan Cole and AJ Ng uh, from Toronto, and it again is nine hours and fifty eight minutes long. Oh, perfect for Christmas Day. Yes. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I never love that. My sunglasses. Huh? I didn't bring my sunglasses today. Oh. You want mine? <laughs> no. Oh. You want to I borrow my glasses? I, what, your regular glasses, Maury? Why do I want your regular glasses? First of all, they're greasy. Yeah, always. Everything you have is greasy. No, there's just a smudge. No, everything you touch, like if your phone and everything, everything that you hand to anybody always feels wet. Well, it's because I gnaw on my baby finger. No, it's not. It's because you're just, I don't know. You're, I don't know. I don't know. You know, some people are just moist. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> that's you're just you. A, that's yeah, more. You're just a moist guy. Like you're moist all the time. Could be worse. Then what? Moist. No, there's nothing worse than moist. What's well, worse? Who wants to go like who wants to go through life like that? Like I guess hot moist would be worse. No, but you're not hot. You're like you're cold <laughs> and moist. Which is, which is weird. <laughs> okay, what's right? worse? Hot and moist or cold and moist? <sighs> no, hot moist would be no, worse. No, no, no. Okay, hold on here. Hold on. If we're gonna take this seriously. Um <laughs> shush. If we're gonna take this seriously, okay, uh -huh. we have to if you're gonna ask what what's worse. So are you talking about what is worse for the individual? Like you're saying, would I rather be hot and moist or cold and moist? Or are you talking about, say, somebody living with somebody? Would you rather live with somebody who is hot no, and moist or cold one. and moist? No, would you rather touch hot and moist? That's what I mean. That's the person. That's the other person. Yeah, yeah no, that I say, I say the other person. Yeah, okay. I say the other person. So, so if you had to live with somebody who was moist. Because would presumably you rather the person, be... like Maury, who's hot and moist or cold and moist, yeah. just moist all the time. Right. He's already used to it. Right. 
Yes. So if you had to live with somebody who was moist. I think hot and moist. You think hot and moist is worse than cold and moist? A thousand percent. Well, it's like, okay, would you rather See, hold cold me, chicken or hot chicken? No, no, because for me, I'll tell you this, right? Like the like hot and moist just sort of would, would, would remind me of summer. You know, because like there are times when I'll hug Catherine and we've both been outside and we're a little sweaty and you hug him and it actually feels kind of nice, right? I think it reminds you of summer. I think that if you touch somebody who was cold but also wet, to me, that's something I couldn't tolerate. No, it's kind of like feeling a dead hand or an alive hand. Yeah, and I would rather feel an alive hand, Maureen. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) listen to this guy fighting for the side of dead. Would you rather crawl into bed with somebody who felt alive or dead? Oh, dead. Absolutely dead. 100% dead. Anyway, so you forgot your glasses. Yeah, thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Mm. Alicia Keys Mm. is doing a uh, master class. God, people love those things, huh? I see them advertised everywhere. Songwriting and producing. Usher has one there. Uh, remember Sheila E from back in the day? Yeah. She's got one on there. I know Dead Mouse did one. And all the chefs and screenwriters and Steve Martin did one. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Christina Aguilera did one yeah. where it says teaching singing. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. I know. Right? If you're going to learn to sing, yeah. you're going to learn from Christina Aguilera. Yeah. No, it's incredible. Uh, Timberland has one there where he teaches producing and beat making. So the Alicia Keys one is being talked about so much right now, especially this one clip that I'm going to play for you where she's talking through, and I believe this is the first time it was released, the a cappella version of her song Fallen. This beautiful song from 2001. And I remember when this song came out, man, people freaked out because she was 20 at the time of the track was released. She wrote it, produced it, pianos, everything. So talented. Hit number one on Billboard almost immediately. She won three Grammy Awards for this song, including Song of the Year. And then what she do? She pulled the vocal track? Yeah. Yeah. And this is from Alicia Keys' Masterclass. So we're going to play it just the vocals, the second verse of Fallen, so I could talk you through it. Loving you So I was saying this is that vocal How do you give me so much pleasure on tape. So much pain. A lot of times I will answer myself while I'm singing. It's like energy. I'm taking more than what a fool. I picture like a rapper doing his ad libs or her ad libs. That's that's my little ad libs. Back in love with you. So small harmonies. So that's all me, all my stacks. On that love, I started bringing those additional background voices. That's the first time you introduced to them. So good, dude. Oh my God, what a voice. Yeah. And again, she was 20 years old when she dropped that song. That's crazy. God, so talented. She was signed when she was 15. To a Is record that deal. Old? She wasn't she was signed. She was 15 when really, she signed her huh? first record deal, and then I don't know, politics behind the scenes yes. prevented her from releasing any music. And then at 20 years old, she dropped Fallen, which to this day still 
still bangs. That's incredible, man. It's it's so and when you listen to it like that, yeah. You just like, like completely raw? And it's so it, it, you look at this you look at everything differently. Mm-hmm. Like you listen to the song differently now. Yeah. Talented. That's Alicia Keys as part of her uh, her masterclass that's out right now. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Hi, is this Maddie? Yeah. Maddie, it's Roz and Mocha. Oh my gosh. What's going on, girl? Not much. <laughs> my sister's here. Hi. Oh, hi. hi. So, Maddie, we got a, a text from Ben that said, Hey, Roz, Mocha, and Dammit Mori, my best friend is moving away. We're both 13 years old and really, really love your show. I was wondering if you can give her a call today as it's the day that she's moving. I know it would mean the world to her. Thanks so much. So, Maddie, where are you moving to? And why are you leaving Ben behind? <laughs> We're moving to Coburg. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's beautiful out there. Yeah. How come you guys are moving? I don't know. Our parents want to move. Yeah. We don't want to move very much. Yeah, you, no. don't, you don't sound too thrilled. No. It's, 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 Coburg is very, you guys are still close together. Yeah. Once everything's back yeah. up and once everything's back up and running, you jump on the via and you're, you're back and forth in an hour. You guys can still hang. Yeah. Now, are you in school? Like, are you doing virtual learning or are you like in an actual school, like in the building? I'm in an actual school. Oh, right okay. Now. So do you, you're going to have to switch then. Yeah. So when's your first day at the new school? Um, we're not sure. We think it might be like next week. Oh, okay. Like, we'll have a week just, like, settle in. But yeah, I think yeah. Next week yeah, what are you going to miss the most, do you think? Um, All my friends in the school. But you're going to make, make new friends, though, Maddie. You'll be good. Yeah. Moving is tough, but I've done it a lot in my life. And I'll tell you, it's uh, it, it can sometimes be pretty awesome. Yeah. I, it's not that far. No, it no, it's not far. It's not far at all. Maury, what is well, it? Matt, oh. Well, I, I feel as though she needs a joke. Okay, would you like to hear a joke from Damon Mori? Sure. Okay, there we go. What game do you get when you are moving houses? What game do you get when you're moving houses? Keep in mind, Damon Mori, she's know. very sad, so don't let's try not to make her even more sad about moving. <laughs> what game do you get when you are moving houses? What game do you get when you're moving houses? I don't know. What game do you get when you're moving houses? Pac-Man. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing. Nothing hurts more than a 13 year old's disinterested laugh. <laughs> <laughs> nothing cuts deeper than that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Awesome. <laughs> well, Maddie, uh, thank you very much for the time that you've been spending with us on the Raz and Mocha show. <laughs> there are still multiple ways for you to to listen to the show. You can still listen on the radio. You can still listen through the podcast. But much love to you and your family. Hope everything goes well with your big move. And shout out to uh, your best friend Ben, who asked us to get in contact with you. Thank you. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha show podcast. Ah, the song always makes me happy. There is an episode anniversary that we got to celebrate today, Ross. You're so funny with The Office, man. You celebrate like specific, like what is the the anniversary? Like of when it aired? Yeah. Is it significant? Like is it like a big, like a 10 year anniversary? No, it's 14. 14? Who celebrates a 14 year (laughs) anniversary? I do because it's one episode of of one episode. It's not even the debut of that show. It's one specific episode of that show. It is one of the most popular episodes in the entire series. Okay. Which is why I feel it's very important to celebrate. Okay. Season three, episode nine. 
simply labeled the convict. The convict? The staff at Dunder Mifflin find out that one of the employees from another branch, who the Scranton branch absorbed, was in prison for insider trading. And they kept pressing him on his time in prison. (laughs) And he was like, yo, it wasn't that bad. He told everyone, like, we had outdoor time. I took art classes. It was, like, decent. And then Pam said that prison sounded better than working at Dunder Mifflin. Right. And Michael got pissed. (laughs) And then the famous scene when they're all in the boardroom. All right, everybody. There has been a lot of name-calling against our office today. Corporate maligning, slurring, much of it coming from one of you who claims that prison is better than here. And none of us can say boo, because none of us have ever been to prison. Well, there's somebody I'd like you to meet. Somebody else (laughs) who has been to prison, who can tell you what it is really like. I'm Prison Mike. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes a blue bandana and ties is it around. This, is this a do-rag episode? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. yes. Of okay. You know why they call me Prison Mike? <laughs> Do you really expect us to believe you're somebody else? Do you really expect me to not push you up against the wall? Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Hey, 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 hey. That's just the way we talk in the clink. Been a lot of fun talk about prison today, but I am here to scare you straight. I am in his <laughs> Some of the stuff in this episode, especially in the dialogue of this one scene, yeah. is so out there that it would never be able to air on network television today with what he was saying and the way he was saying it to people. In prison, you are somebody's Oh, and you. You, my friend, would be the belle of the ball. Don't drop the soap. Don't drop the soap. <laughs> Michael, please. <laughs> Where did you learn all of this? Internet. <laughs> Come on, that is what made Michael Scott so great. That is what made that character so great. It's like, just <laughs> all of that. Everything, right? Prison Mike, what was the food like in prison? Gruel. Sandwiches, <laughs> gruel omelets, nothing but gruel. Plus, you can eat your own ham. <laughs> like, how can we not celebrate this okay, episode? Okay, so okay? What, tell me again, what season, what episode? This is season three, episode nine okay, of The Office. Go, it's the 14-year anniversary of when the, the episode first aired, oh, called The Convict. Sake. Mike, what's the very, very worst thing about prison? Don't encourage him, Dwight. The worst thing about prison was the was the Dementors. They were flying all over the place and they were scary and then they'd come down and they sucked the soul out of your body and it hoit! Deme- Dementors like in Harry Potter? No, not Harry Potter. <laughs> like so many classic lines, man. I hope that this scared you. And from me, Prison Mike, to you, I just want to thank you for listening to me and letting me be a part of your life today. Because you got a good life! <laughs> Come on, dude. Oh, it's a you classic. Glad? No, you're right. Aren't it's you it's glad an we absolute, celebrated yes. the 14-year anniversary <laughs> of the convict episode from The Office. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Maury, come in here for a second. I need you to creep people out. Do I need my glasses? To creep people out? No, you don't need your glasses. 
Um, so they released some, uh, like, I don't even know. And I don't, I don't know what this comes from. I don't know who they talked to. Great research. Thanks. <laughs> but it's about pickup lines. <gasps> okay. And whether they actually work or not. Because I've often thought as cheesy and awful and everything else as pickup lines are, I know people that they've worked on. Oh. And it's worked with me. They say one in three people say that, yes, a cheesy pickup line has actually worked on them before. Is my favorite on the list. Hold on. I'm going to give you, Maury, because um, anytime Maury tries to be, I don't even know, like seductive or anything like that, he just winds up coming off. I have one in the top of my incredibly head. Incredibly creepy. I'm going to give you some from this list, Maury, and then you just repeat them back in a way that you feel would work. So feel free to look at Mocha. As if you're trying to pick Why up me? Mocha. I, because dreams come true, baby. Okay. Um, okay, so Maury, here's your pickup line number one. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Microsoft. Can I crash at your place tonight? My name is Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> no, next. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay, do you want to try that one again? Try that one again. I will not let you buy me a drink. Try that one again. Try that one again. It's, it's, my name is Microsoft. Can I crash at your place tonight? My name is Microsoft. Can I crash at your place tonight? (laughs) No. No. Okay, so it didn't work? That didn't work? This one made me take my pants off at all. Okay. Oh. Uh, What about, uh, (laughs) what about, um, are you a time traveler? Uh, Because I can see you in my future. (laughs) Are you a time traveler? Because I can see you in my future. Ew. Okay. Boy, bye. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, we'll try this one, Maury. Uh, feel my shirt. Do you think it's made of boyfriend material? <laughs> okay. Ooh. I've used this one. <laughs> okay, go for it. Go for it. And remember, you remember, you, you want these to work. Like, Mocha is like your guy, okay? Yeah. Okay. Like, we're at a party. We're all drinking. Okay. Shh. Can you hear me? Yo, do you want to feel my shirt? It's Why are you bouncing up and down like that? We're dancing at a club. Okay. Oh. Okay, I'm whispering in your ear now at the club. Okay. Do you want to feel my shirt? Is it made out of boyfriend material? No, it smells like cheesy sweat. What in the hell more? You can't, like, what do, I mean, you can't just walk up and say that to somebody. Like, you have to be sort of seductive in a way or playful in a way that you deliver what would be considered a pickup yeah. line. Like just jump into the line. You, you can't just like jump into the line. Like you have to really feel the words. Like if if you don't believe what you're saying, how is Mocha ever going to believe what you're okay. saying? Shh. Excuse me. Excuse me. Mm. Um, can you feel my shirt? That's when you respond. You go, yes. Oh, I guess. Weirdo. <laughs> Yeah. Do you do you feel that? Is it is it made out of boyfriend material? Okay. You don't have to stutter all the time when you act. <laughs> okay. I tell you this all the time. Confidence, man. Do you think it's made out of uh, boyfriend <laughs> material? <laughs> okay. Uh, nice to meet you, Porky Pig. My name's Mocha. <laughs> Get away from me. Okay. Uh, try this one, Maury. Uh, there's something wrong with my phone. It doesn't have your number in it. Ooh, good one. Thank you. Yo, there's something wrong with my phone. Doesn't have your number in it. Ew. <laughs> and it never will, creep. Okay. Uh, do you like, I thought this said, do you like racism? Do you like raisins? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Okay. No. I'm reading a lot today. Say, do, you say like, the okay, line, <laughs> do you like raisins? Well, how do you feel about a date 
is the line, Maury. Okay. okay, go ahead, Maury. Do you like raisins? How do you feel about a date tonight? They didn't mm. say that. You know what? Yeah. Instead of saying raisins, say racism now. Okay. How do you feel about racism? <laughs> do you want a date tonight? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how about this one? This is my favorite. Uh, are okay. you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10 I see. Ooh. Yeah. All right, go ahead, more. Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10 I see. <laughs> I feel so weird right now. Uh, try this one. Uh, this was number one on the list. Okay. I got my library card, so now I'm checking you out. Ooh! I got my library card, and now I'm checking you out. Oh. What? That sounds uh, like you're uh, missing the best one. Uh, which is which what? One? Go ahead. Go, go yeah. ahead, Maury. What is your what is your number one pickup line then? Go ahead. I'd love to rearrange the alphabet so I can put you and I together. Yeah. <laughs> You see what he did with his no, eyes when he said I that know. too? You know I what like I mean? the alphabet just nah. the way it is, bro. Good. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, did you see this uh, interview with George Clooney where he was talking about cutting his own hair? What? No. But he talks about cutting his own hair with, you remember the Floby? Yes. Okay, so play the clip Play the clip of Clooney and then we'll play the infomercial for Floby. Floby was like a vacuum cleaner attachment that you, it had like these rotating clippers in it and you just ran it over your head and it sucked up all your hair and then like clipped it. And have you been cutting your own hair? Mm. I've been cutting my own hair for 25 years. So it has nothing to do with quarantine? No. Look, I have, my hair is like really like straw, you know, and so it's easy to cut. You can't really make too many mistakes. So... Years ago, uh, I bought a, a thing called a Floby, which when we you were did kid, not. when I was a kid, yeah. The infomercial, the yeah, Floby. It, yes. it comes with a vacuum cleaner yes. and the clippers. Yeah, I still have it. Stop it. You I, don't use it. My haircuts take literally two minutes. I go, is, is, the, the, is this Floby? Yeah, it's Floby. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, listen, man, it works. <laughs> George Clooney? Yeah, Floby. <laughs> like the multimillionaire actor, yes. philanthropist. Yes. Yes. So the Floby was really, it was a late night infomercial. It was like at the time with those late night infomercials, it was like the Floby, it was Blue Blockers, it was Don LaPree. Oh, yeah. Teaching you how to make a million dollars. And yeah. it was, there by was placing a, tiny little ads. By placing, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he did all of this from his one bedroom apartment. <laughs> yes. And now he's got a yacht and exactly, girls. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and so this was the old commercial for the Floby. Before the Floby, only a skilled professional could produce a good layered haircut. This ingenious device lets you give yourself and family perfect haircuts every time. As you can see, Floby's just taking off a little bit of hair and it's trimming her bangs. It's a bouncy motion that I go up and down and her hair is perfect. Tens of thousands have been sold to satisfied customers. Why? Because it really works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including George Clooney. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Natalie. Hi, how are you? Good. What's going on with you? So I'm just wondering, even with COVID, how do we split our time between 
our two families. Okay, so you wrote us this, yeah. With the holidays coming up, you and your husband are having a real hard time splitting between both of your families. And now you guys are in an area that is what you call orange zone. So gyms are open, restaurants are open. You guys can see family, right? Yes, Okay, you say that you also have a one-year-old daughter, so running around everywhere on Christmas Day is just not an option anymore. How do we split the time up with both sets of our parents and also have time for our own family without Mm. upsetting anyone? So, Natalie, a couple things. Do the areas, the neighborhoods, the zones that your other two families live in, are they the same as yours or are they under different restrictions? So we're actually all in the same. My in-laws are in the same subdivision as us and then my parents are only 10 minutes away. Oh, so why can't there be an option where everyone comes to your place? So we kind of did that last year when my daughter was about 10 months old. Yeah. And I mean, it was great. It was fine, but it's just a lot. And... I think both of our parents kind of want their own time. That's tough. And when you say their own time, they want their own time Christmas Day? Yes. That's oh, tough. Oh, boy. That's tough. There's no room for negotiation whatsoever? So we did um, bring up maybe doing Christmas Eve with my in-laws. Yeah. And um, they said, oh, we'll play it by ear. Okay. Oh, which means they don't want that. It doesn't really work. So did you bring I- up Christmas Eve with your folks? Um. So... They're fine with that, but we normally do Christmas Day with my parents, like Christmas Day dinner. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So what what do the what do the in laws want? In laws want their own Christmas Day dinner as well. So what happened last year was we did Christmas Eve dinner with my in laws. Then yeah. we woke up, yeah. went back to my in laws for brunch, okay. and then went to my parents for dinner. And it was just too much for my daughter. Like by the yeah, end yeah. of the day, she was fried. It's not fun. Uh, so I, th- I think that what you need to do is you need to now start building your own traditions. Yeah, you exactly. need to start building your schedule. And to me, what makes sense and what is fair, okay, is that you and your husband and your kid, Christmas is yours, okay? Because yeah. because the only thing that matters and the only thing that is going to matter for the foreseeable future on Christmas is the kid, Right. Right. Um, So I would say what to me sounds like a normal, rational compromise is you lay it out to them and say, this is how it's going to work. We wake up Christmas morning with the kid. We go through and tear open everything that Santa left and we have a little bit of breakfast and we stay in our pajamas. And on Christmas Day, one of you guys are going to come over for dinner and then Mm -hmm. one of you guys are not. Now, the night before, we're going to do Christmas Eve at one of your houses. So what I'm saying is that you guys get to do Christmas morning, breakfast, everything else with you and just your little family, and you alternate year to year. One year, you do one set of in-laws on Christmas Eve, and then you do the dinner with the others. And then the following year, that other set of in-laws gets you on Christmas Eve, and then you do dinner with the others. Yes. And to me, that sounds perfect. Another thing I forgot to mention. (laughs) The other thing I forgot to mention is I hate my (laughs) in-laws. Okay, well, I... Not gonna go. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I kind of knew the conversation was gonna go this way, Natalie. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so my mother in law has been indirectly hinting at going to the cottage for Christmas. And to me, like, that's just not an option. The cottage is three hours away. No, no. They, 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 then, then you will see them when they get back. Yeah. What is your husband saying with all of this? I mean, he's, 
my husband's a very easygoing, so he's just whatever. Like, but he he kind of has like a fear of letting his parents down, yeah. kind of thing. Like, sure. he doesn't want to tell them, "Hey, we we're going to do this, and that's what we're going to do." And we'll arrange our schedule around us instead of around. But that seems like the more fair thing for everybody, because to Roz's point, you, your husband and your daughter are your own family and you're going to want to start building these new traditions, right? Yes, exactly. No, I I totally agree. So he has to be on board with all of that. And if you think that it's going to get easier as your daughter gets older, you're mistaken. It's only going to get more difficult. Because oh, dr- sure. because getting for a sure. dragon C- Christmas Eve is so magical. It is such a wonderful night. It's my favorite night. I love Christmas Eve. The idea of getting in a car and going anywhere to fulfill some sort of family obligation on Christmas Eve is just something I would never be willing to do. And it goes sort of it's part and parcel. It's that it's that twelve hour stretch of. 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. kind of thing that is really super magical. And as your daughter gets older, she's going to want to do less and less of that. And then you're going to feel that you're sort of compromising, you know, her wants and needs and and Christmas magic. And she may want both sets of her grandparents just over for dinner because that's fun for her. And if that's the case, you're going to both sets of, you're going to your parents and your in-laws saying, hey, listen, we're doing dinner at our place. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be chairs for everybody. Here's the deal. Four o'clock, you know, come on over. We're going to have some drinks afterwards. And then we'll do some gifts with you guys after dinner's over. Um, Because that's the way that it's going to wind up going. We just now we're the only people in our immediate family that has a child. Yeah. So not that I'm trying to be selfish, but it's not about me anymore. It's about her and her having the best day because I know by the end of the day, it's so much for them to handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know what, though? I think you can be selfish, not selfish for you, selfish for your family. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Be a hard ass and set the rules. That's very hard for me, but I can try. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah. My husband and I are both people pleasers. So I think that's why we got into this situation in the first yeah. place. What, pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> you got options, Natalie. You got options right now. <laughs> I know that I do. I know that I do. It's just speaking up for myself. It's yeah. Hard, yeah, you can do, can do it. Just get it done. I'll try. I All will. Right. I All won't right. try. I'll do it. Do it. All right. do Much it. love, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Mm-hmm. What up, homie? What's going on? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. Oh, that good. It's huh? a fine morning. The snow. I don't like it. Oh. I thought you liked the snow. Nah, it's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm fine with it. But I was just not prepared for it today, even though I should have been. I just wasn't ready. Yeah, everybody was talking about it I know. all day yesterday. Hey, you know that I got a brand new scraper for my car, uh-huh. right? Like, this has been an ongoing thing. Right. It's broken. Already? Yeah. What kind of cheap-ass scraper did you get? <sighs> exactly. So, imagine... Can I also just say, it's yeah. not that much snow outside either? No, but my it was just ice. I couldn't go anywhere. Oh. It was just all ice everywhere. Yeah. And you know what I have to keep in my pocket? Look at this. My Knife. Old, my cheap-ass old truck that I drive. 
Look at this. This is what I have to keep on me at all times. What? The lock the defroster. Icer? Oh. That you stick this stuff, you put it, you take the top off and you pop it into your where the key goes into yeah. the outside and you squirt it. And it So you had to use that today. I had to use that today. Oh, yeah. Geez. I have to keep this on me because my thing doesn't work. My like remote my remote what do you call that thing again? The remote, <laughs> what is it? The keyless entry thing. Yeah. That thing doesn't work anymore. It ran out of batteries. So why don't you just put a new battery? Oh, my God. Who has time for that? <laughs> so you throw it away and order a new one for the dealership? No, no, it's still on my keys. Oh. Dealership. I bought this thing from a guy in a garage in Oshawa. So you're going to go call him? Yeah, he doesn't work there anymore. I don't even, I think there's you have a to condo. Call the manufacturer? I think there's a condo there now. Bro, you can just go get a new battery. Can you? Yes. I didn't know. I didn't even know how to get it open. How do you open this thing? Give it to me, man. You're going to open it? I just changed a battery on on mine like a couple months ago. No, you didn't. Yeah. Did you? It depends on. I have batteries at home. I keep stock just in case. And good thing I do because uh, the battery in my wife's. See, look at that. Went out. There's no. There's no screw. There's no nothing. Man. No, don't do that. Don't please don't ruin it. To try and prove a point. No, no, no. (laughs) Okay. What? There's no right here. Yeah, yeah. All right. You just open it. Right. Oh my God! If you break it open, I'm gonna be so upset. Did you open Pop it? it open? Yeah. Look at that. Oh my God, little oh my God there's right a battery there. in there. Yeah, I can Man. tell you. Hold on. Let me tell you if I have any of these at home. Oh, I got a whole... I'll bring you one of these tomorrow. Yeah? I got a whole bunch. What's that, Maury? Is it the big flat circle one? Yeah. CO32. Like that ass. Oh. <laughs> hey, are we talking about car keys? Go. No. Oh, because I was going to ask if you can no. replace car keys because I sat on mine and it bent. It's a big flat ass. <laughs> <laughs> Is that does that work in your car? I have to tilt it in, and like it, it works, uh-huh. right? But it's like if I put it in the other way, it doesn't. So I have to put it in one way, so it still. Well, you're talking in. about car keys, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Did you see this, more? Mocha? Look at this key. Oh yeah. How did you? It looks like did, a banana. <laughs> I, I literally sat on it, and then the whole key bent. Where? Oh. Like you, you keep your keys in your back pocket. That seems dangerous to me. <laughs> Why? Who keeps their car keys in their back pocket? No, it wasn't in my back. I threw them onto the seat when I was loading groceries, and then I sat on them. Right, because you have a you have a wooden bench that you sit on in your car, right? <laughs> like, how did that even how did that even bend? <laughs> it's like what are you driving? It's like a carriage. <laughs> like, how do you bend that when you sit on a soft car yeah. seat? I have no idea. That key, you'll have to or that for sure. You'll have to get a new one from yeah. the. Have, the you, tried, have you tried to bend it back? I have. Oh, wait a minute. Why don't you... Do you have a spare key? No. No. You should have received a spare key. Because of the buttons. There's no spare. Okay. Yeah, there is. They didn't give me one. Are you sure? I bet you they did, and it's somewhere in the condo. I'm I'm fascinated with the fact that you put that on a soft car seat and then sat on it with your soft ass, and it bent, and yet you can't bend it back with your hands. Unless I sit on it the other way. No, no, no. You, you yeah, can't try bend, that, you try can't, that. Yeah, try that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> try that. Let's see what happens. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. There's this guy in Taiwan who is a massive gamer. Okay. Just a regular civilian. Loves video games, right? His wife hates the fact that he plays so many video games. It's interrupting their lives. So he ended up getting a PS5. Oh, snap. His wife didn't want him to get a PS5. Of course not. Because he's addicted to gaming. So the PS5 shows up. He's had it for a while. And told his wife 
that it wasn't a PS5. It was an air purifier. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you stand it upright, there are some air purifiers out there that look exactly like a PS5 when oh, it's standing that. vertically. It really does. Because with the PS5, you you know, horizontal or vertical. Yeah, so that, when it's standing up vertically, it looks just like a particular air purifier. That is a great plan until your wife tries to refill it with water. or whatever you do i don't even know what you do with those things his wife's smart and figured it out yeah right and made the guy sell it no sell it yeah no he sold it he put it up on like facebook and i don't understand that and met up with some dude yeah and the guy the the guy who was buying it from him was like, oh, like, you know, these are pretty hard to come by. Did you reserve online? You got two? And the guy said, no, I didn't get two. So the buyer was like, well, why are you selling your PS5? And then according to the seller who posted the story on Facebook, said I could tell, I could see the pain in the man's eyes as he said, my wife is making me sell this. Wow. Because he plays too much video games. Jeez, you almost want to rent your own apartment at that point and keep that secret, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm surprised that there aren't places like that. Like nobody's bought a, you know how you can, you know, the, the, like the shared office space places that like if you have, you run your own company, but all you need is a desk and good Wi-Fi right. and to be part of a community. You know, you could go and like rent a desk somewhere. Yeah. I'm surprised that that doesn't Access ex- to a washroom. Yeah, ex- yes. I'm surprised that that doesn't exist. <laughs> For gamers whose partners don't let them game. Like, you can't just, like, there's, you don't have your own, like, little space where you can go after work for a couple hours. No, not at and all. And just, you know. You gotta lie to your yeah, partner you at gotta, home. Yeah, it's yeah. not a PS5. It's an air purifier. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, yeah. There we go. Getting closer, y'all. Christmas is just around the corner. Uh, Dan and Maury made some cold calls across the country as part of our Foreign Tales series, where Dan and Maury will start a story mm-hmm. and have randoms across the country continue with that story until we get to the end. Yeah, basically, Maury comes up with the first line of a story and then calls complete strangers. He just makes up phone numbers on the spot. And if you answer, he'll read you the first line and then just get strangers to just say the second line and then another and another and another until the story's finished. And because it's the holiday season, why not keep it Christmas themed? I like it. So your Christmas corn tales. I'm Gavin Warren on the Rosa Mocha Show. A very Merry Christmas. Hello there. It's Dammit Maury with the Rosin Mocha Show. And welcome to a special edition of Rosin Mocha's Corin Tales. It's not another chapter, but a special insert for Christmas and a story created by you. Let's turn the page now. Oh, I tore the page. Let us begin. <laughs> Hello? Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? pum 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 <laughs> Okay, it's Dammit Mori with the Rosin Mocha Show, and by golly, you are so lucky because I'm hoping you will help us begin a special edition, 
a special Christmas edition of Roz and Mocha's Corin Tales. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I hope that's a yes. <laughs> that's a yes. Okay. I'm going to say the first line to you, and then you will continue the story with a few more lines. Okay, are you ready? I am ready. Daddy brought the box of Christmas decor up from the basement, <laughs> like he does every year. Daddy loved to decorate the house for the holidays, by himself, of course, while he listened to his favorite holiday songs and maybe sipped on some eggnog. I think his favorite may always be dashing through the snow. <laughs> When suddenly, he realized he wasn't the only one humming. There was someone humming with him. But that was impossible. He was home alone. He was going to surprise the family after he decked the halls. But 25 minutes later, he had searched the house from top to bottom to see where the mysterious hum was coming from. There was nothing there. Shrugging it off, he went back to decorating. When suddenly, he saw a shadow move out of the corner of his eye. It was coming from his beloved Winter Wonderland snow globe. Inside, he saw tiny men and women dancing, but that was impossible. They couldn't possibly be alive. So he decided to pick up the snow globe. He held it close to his ear, and what sounded like the hum at first started to become way more clear, and it realized they were saying, We know all the secrets. We know all the secrets. We know all the secrets. Daddy started to break a sweat. He grabbed the eggnog and chugged the carton. There's no way these tiny people knew that he wasn't always alone decorating the house. We saw you under the mistletoe earlier. You're going to be on Santa's naughty list this year. In a state of panic, Daddy dropped a snow globe, a million pieces shattering all around him. All of the miniature men and women scattered across the floor, screaming in fear. And one miniature man got up, walked right up to Daddy's foot and started biting him in anger, yelling, you destroyed our home and we will destroy your life. When he looked <laughs> up at Daddy, he whispered, we know about your secret OnlyFans account. Oh, my Daddy God. Daddy was horrified that the little people knew of his secret account. In a panic, Daddy ran to the broom closet to get the Dyson stick back. <laughs> the, the little people scattered to hide as Daddy screamed, I'll suck you up, you little spies. <laughs> he stopped as he saw his wife standing with her arms folded, wondering what was going on. Okay, so he looked over at his wife, but suddenly his stomach started to gurgle, and he ended up falling over in pain, and he thought, could it have been the eggnog? And then the little people, they tied him up and dragged him to the basement as he tried to yell to his wife to help him. As they took him away, he heard his wife saying, we know all your secrets. Oh. And then suddenly she shrank in size and joined the little oh. globe people. She was one of them all along. No. Dun, dun, dun. No. Yes. <laughs> no. No. I told you it was wild and messed up, right? No. We had everything in there. Yeah. <laughs> Scandal. Only fans. Little people, <laughs> eggnog, <laughs> a naughty daddy. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, so is Britney Spears dropping a song with the Backstreet Boys? Is that the deal? What? No, she's not. Is she? Not a new song. What uh -huh. is it then? Explain it's this to me. Previously, so there's a record shop in the U.S. that posted a photo 
of um, a Britney Spears record that's coming out on Friday. Okay. They got an advance of it. Yeah. And they showed the back of it with the track listing, and it's previously some previously unreleased songs, and one of them is with the Backstreet Boys. Really? Yeah. It's on vinyl, and it's apparently dropping on Friday, but no official word on if the track will actually be a single. Fans are saying that it's a test of the waters to see what the reaction would be to new music. Wait, sorry, I'm confused. Is We'd love to new... see Britney back doing what she loves. The Backstreet Boys are an added bonus. Let me read you this. There but is been, it a new there, song? There have been rumors swirling around the internet that Britney Spears was about to drop uh, to drop new music. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a collab with the Backstreet Boys. A pic surfaced online on the release of Britney's album Glory. And it has a few previously unreleased tracks oh, on it. Nice. One of them is a song called Matches featuring Backstreet Boys. So I guess what they're doing is they're maybe dropping an unreleased song to see what the reaction would be. And then that will determine whether she does something new or not. Um, the reaction is going to be huge. Like you already know that. I don't know, man. Like if it's an I old Britney. Know. Can I tell you what the mistake is that Britney's doing this? Yeah. She's dropping it the same day as Shawn Mendes' album. And everyone's going to be going bonkers yeah. for that Mendes album. I don't know. I, like, don't get me wrong. I am a massive Britney Spears fan, right? Yeah. But I'm telling and you. And you wanted to I'm do well? You, I, I, we absolutely, all do, right? I want the absolute best for Britney. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm telling you right now that Britney Spears in between everything that we currently play and everything that is popular in the world right now, I don't think fits. No, but I don't it's think not, there's a place for it. But it's it's going to sound like old Britney, no, which I, I people mean, might, old, it might bring back Br- memories. Yeah, old. For, for, yeah, but you don't want to be a nostalgia act. Like Britney wants to create, and she wants to release something new, and she mm-hmm. she wants to move forward. Like nobody wants to be a nostalgia act. It would act sound kind of weird young. to hear a let's say early, I don't, I don't know which era. Let's say early two thousands, right? That Britney yeah. and Backstreet got together for this song. It might sound super awkward to hear a early 2000s era Britney Backstreet either like, before or after like The Weeknd or before or after Dua Lipa's new song. But are you wanting her to just keep it in the vault and us never to enjoy no, it? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm Like, release it because that's totally fine. Yeah. that's It's totally fine. Like, we'll, we'll hear it. We'll play a clip of it, everything else. But nobody's going to actually be playing the track. Oh, and I don't right? think that's the intention. I think, like, right. probably the newer stuff on this record would be. But this is, like, bonus stuff. I just tried to figure all this out. I'm just doing research as we're live right now. And the only tweet that I read was... <laughs> What, what? Britney Spears is following the Backstreet Boys on Instagram, but not NSYNC. Sips early 2000s era tea. Oh! <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I want to. We talked so much about the idea that Britney had a secret song that she did with Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. from years ago that was possibly going to be released. So there's a clip of it. There's two new Britney songs today, if you can believe that. Wow. So the first one that I want your opinion on, it's soup. It's a terrible quality. I don't even know if you're going to be able to form an opinion on it. Okay. Um, but it's absolutely just the worst quality ever. Oh. It's, a, it's, a, it's okay? okay. So just know that. Uh, and we love Britney. We wanted to do yeah. well. I wanted to succeed. So the song is called Matches. And okay. this was um, this was the Britney Spears Backstreet Boys song that showed up. I think somebody had it on vinyl or something like that. It was like some weird, I don't even know where it came from. Um, but it's, it's older and 
it existed, but nobody had ever really heard it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what, this is what Matches sounds like. Listen to this. Did they like intentionally make it sound this way? I think that somebody's recording it off something. I don't even know. What year was this supposedly from, Maury? Because from what I know of this album, it is like a re-release of her 2016 record. No, okay, so... so And this is going to be included as like a bonus on that album, right? So she did officially release a new song yesterday. Oh, okay. From that album, from Uh Glory, which was in 2016. Yeah. And this song, much better quality... This one is called Swimming with Stars. So let's go. So when was that first one from, Maura? So Matches was originally supposed to be on her ninth studio album, Glory, in 2016. But when was it recorded? Not in 2016, was it? That doesn't sound like 2016 no, that to me. that sounds way older than that. That sounds way older. So anyway, so the re-release of Glory is happening on December 4th. Tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, She's going to go up against Sean Mendes? I guess. Come on, Britt. I know. We t- this is what we said. We were like, we could get new Brit on Friday. And you were like, don't do it Friday because that's Sean Mendes day. Yeah. Well, maybe she, maybe she doesn't know. Or is she trying to fly under the radar? Maybe she doesn't. Like, I don't. Maybe not make that much noise. Yeah. Just be like, here's a gift for all my fans. <laughs> Check it out. Also, maybe- here's the quality of the yeah. new song. <laughs> Imagine if it sounded like this. Like this was what winds up on the record. It's my gift for you to all of you guys. I don't know, man. It's. I mean, I guess it could have been recorded. It's still four years ago or six years ago, whatever it is. Four years ago. Yeah. But to me, it just sounds, it sounds way older than four years ago. Like even for, even for Backstreet Boys, it sounds way older than four years ago. I want Britney to do well. I really, really do. Okay. So what do you think of the other song though? What do you think about Swimming with the Stars? Okay. It wouldn't be on like rotation in my house though. No. No. Like it's okay. Okay, maybe in the rotation, maybe on a playlist. Yeah, you think so? Like, what I wouldn't you, hit skip. I wouldn't hit you, next. What do you, this is the, my, my thing with Brett is that it, it, she's so, she's, Like, where does she fit? Where does she fit? Like, what do you put this song in between of? Like, what, what two songs, what song leads into this on that playlist and what song comes out of it? Well. It's tough. You have two choices. You don't want to be in, like, a downer state of mind no. and have this plus like a slower weekend song let's say 
Right. Right. Maybe like an up-tempo weekend song. So you think that this you think this plays well beside somebody like The Weeknd? Oh, absolutely not. I'm just saying oh. in general, <laughs> if it were on a, an Apple Music playlist, right. right? I wouldn't necessarily like if it came out of a weekend song and then went into to this Britney track and then maybe into I don't know, Marin Morris or a Drake or something like that. Like I wouldn't hmm. I wouldn't necessarily hit skip hmm. or hit next. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Like it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I love Brit though, but that's uh, swimming, yeah. swimming with the stars. I want her star. to win. Trust I me, I want her to win. Okay, so swimming with the stars uh, going to be on the re-release of Glory uh, happening tomorrow, and the BSB song. If you want to go and find it, is called Matches. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I got to play this clip of somebody's Elsa doll malfunctioning, and I guess it's like a talking Elsa doll, Elsa yeah. from Frozen. Uh huh. And Still haven't seen it, you know? You have not seen Frozen? No. Oh, Frozen's so good. I know, I'm part waiting. Part two was meh. Uh, but part one is just, it's so its so wonderful. I love Frozen so much. Uh, so they have a talking Elsa doll. Yeah. And this mom comes across the talking Elsa doll in the family room that is sort of malfunctioning because the batteries inside the Elsa doll are getting low. Okay. Uh, but instead of making sounds like singing and like happy things yeah um the elsa doll sounds like she was doing something else in that room all alone because the batteries are low because the batteries are low just take them out and let them go okay oh wow. <laughs> okay that's uh <laughs> yeah he needs some new duracells in there <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's those types of things like, man, you like is Disney now gonna have yeah, to like put out a release or something? I don't, I Make don't a statement? Even, Disney, even. what do you have to say about that? Are you Disney? I think Elsa <laughs> needs to release a statement. Wow. Yeah. Elsa, Elsa. That's not the Elsa we know. Come on now. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I want to play a song for you. Yeah, please. Uh, this guy's had a great year for releasing music, and he just dropped a new one. Holiday-themed. Okay. He's from Nova Scotia, and he's our friend, Classified. Oh, yeah? He's got a holiday song called The Bells Are Ringing. And his uh, his album, Time, which is out right now, I've listened to like multiple times because it's so good. And I'm such a huge fan of his. We've talked about this a lot with Christmas songs. The the one thing for me that they always need is bells. Uh-huh. Well, take whether, a listen Whether to it's in the title or whether it's in the song, you need bells. All right, kids. Time to get in bed. <laughs> Santa's coming soon. Okay. Store. It's just like a really, really nice song, go. dude. Listen to this. On the night, so silent night. Stay by okay. the fire, baby. It's so cold. The young lady singing this part, her name is Brie Chorus. It's snow. It's yeah. Also from the East Coast, I believe. Okay, we'll 
grab the decorations don't forget tradition baby it's cold outside you need to get your mittens hang the mistletoe and write your christmas wishes it's better to give than receive show the kids the difference because this year this year has been a tough one i'm just trying to celebrate and spend it with my loved ones spread some cheer pouring festive beer i appreciate the blessings i was blessed with here uncle chris and aunt leah reminiscing on the front porch little tay tay trying to build another snowfall isn't that a nice song i, I love it bells ringing right? i'll be there christmas eve with my family all singing hallelujah hallelujah I don't know, man. There's something about this song. It's just so nice. Yeah, I like it. Right? And I don't know if it's because we know, like, he's a nice guy. Yeah. And he's just, like, a wholesome dude and just wants to spread positive vibes. It's also a really pretty song. And it's just, like, such a nice song. Yeah. I like when people do unconventional Christmas songs. Same. Remember Christmas in Hollis? Do I remember Christmas and Hollis? Please tell me you have it over there. <laughs> when, what, when? Okay. It was like what, like 80s, right? Like 80 yes, something, 86? I believe on, that song was the very first kind of non-traditional Christmas song I had ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. Because you would always have like different people, different variations of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Frosty yes, the Snowman or yes, Deck the Halls, yes, right? Yes. But then I think the 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 Run DMC Christmas at Hollis was the very first non-Christmassy song. Absolutely. Not worldwide known. Yep. That yeah. came out, and then it just ended up being a staple when it comes to Christmas music. Shows up on all the playlists. Shows all up in, of them, right? Shows yeah. up on like all the the holiday theme commercials. Here, let me play something for you. There's no swearing in this, is there? Uh, no. Eighty-seven Run DMC. They wouldn't dare. I don't think they so. wouldn't dare. Run DMC in eighty. No, I'm gonna play it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, because I used to love this song. Imagine it just starts off with like a swear word. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's Christmas time, mother. They're not going to swear on a Christmas song in 87. The man never would have allowed that. <laughs> yeah, why, you know what I mean? Yeah, why you look so nervous right now? Those cutter off his face. Oh, so good. This is a great beat, too. I forgot oh, about this yeah. beat. It was December 24th on Hollis Avenue, the dog. When I seen a man chilling with his dog in the park. <laughs> you remember it all? It ain't here. Right. Dead on the lawn. <laughs> and I just remember random parts. <laughs> Santa Claus. See, I like it when people do stuff like yeah. this. When they drop like a holiday song, a Christmas song yeah, that's I like, like that. not traditional. Yeah. Christmas and Hollis, classic joint from Run so DMC from '87. And uh, that uh, the other one you heard was classified. The bells are ringing. So so good. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Carly. It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, hey guys. How are you? We're doing great. What's up with you? Oh, you know, 
All is good. My fiance is spending money like he's rich or something, though. <laughs> Classic. Uh, you wrote us this, um, that you've been stressing out because you guys are trying to save money to purchase uh, or build a new house. And then a week ago, your boyfriend decided, uh, a week ago, your fiance decided that he needed a second car, even though he just got another car in July. Oh, wow. You said, you can imagine my shock when I've been explaining that we need to save money for the house. I don't want to stand in his way of his hobbies or tell him what to do with his money, but a second car doesn't seem like a priority right now. Interesting. Carly, the yeah. car that your fiance bought in July, what was mm-hmm. it? Uh, it's a brand new Jetta. Okay, and then the one recently? And the one recently he's buying is like a, a classic car. It's like a project car. So I know he's going to dump a bunch of money into it on top oh, of what wow. he's paying oh, for the car. Man. Okay. And how, generally, so, how, generally, how much debt does he... Are you guys open and honest about debt? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's... Uh, listen, he's pretty great with his money. It's just when he gets into something, he he, he doesn't really let anything stand in his way. He he'll, he'll, doesn't matter how expensive it is. He'll just go ahead and he'll buy it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've been with him a long time, too. And he's never shown interest in cars. So it really just irked me. <laughs> Is he? Can he? Can he wrench? Like, does he know how to fix and work on a car? He's pretty handy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I would trust him in my engine. Where, but <laughs> where's where wow. where where is this car gonna stay while he's working on it? He's got a garage at uh, at his parents' place, so I think he's just planning on keeping it in his parents' garage. Okay. So, and his parents are cool with that? I guess they must be, right? Yeah. So what's, yeah. what is the plan? What plan have you guys put together to save up to? Now, do you want to buy a house or do you want to build a house? Well, we're on the fence right now. Um, you know, in our both our sides of our families, we got people who are uh, like general contractors and all that stuff. So we have people to help us build. Um, we have some land. We just need to figure out with architects and all that stuff, you know, all the, the preliminary stuff. And everything else. Well, all that uh, stuff's going to yeah. cost money, and it doesn't seem like it's money that you have right now. What is his plan for your future when you guys talk about money and spending right now when trying to save for everything that you are talking about as a couple? Well, you know, when we talk about it, he says, well, you know, yeah, I understand. We have to save money. I understand we're going to have expenses. But he goes, well, you know, we're getting married two years from now, so I just want to enjoy my money. And I'm just like, oh, damn. okay. So, okay. So th- there is no there is no financial plan right now. You guys aren't actively putting money to towards the building of a house, right? Not it's, together, it's, no. It's still just a dream. It's still just something you talk about. There's no actual financial plan. Not yet. Carly, okay. so at this point right now, is your money your money, his is his? in like let's say his eyes and then once you guys get married it's shared money or do you guys share money now we don't share any money like we don't have a shared bank account or anything right now okay um you know we've been together a long time so i i've told him like listen this is your money you do what you want with it but you know when we get married you know like you know i'm hoping that you'll have some money saved just because that's what i've i've been really open about it right all throughout you know, since we got engaged, it was a year ago, I've been making sure to be very careful with it. So that way, when it is time, we're not, we can live comfortably. It sounds to me like you guys have done a lot of dreaming together, which is amazing because there's nothing better than sitting around as a couple and just dreaming about your future. It's really romantic and it's awesome. And the idea of grabbing a piece of land and building a place that is perfectly just for the two of you sounds like a dream, but it doesn't sound like you guys have had a lot of realistic conversations about that in the sense that there is no plan. You guys both have the dream, but there's no plan. 
Yeah, okay. I guess so. So, so yeah. w- once there's a plan, then you guys need to come up with the financial plan that goes with that. Because right now, you sound like you know you love the guy and you want to build his future together, and there is potential because you do have access to things like contractors and property, and and you want to make that work. Because why not? Why wouldn't you want to build the perfect little place for the two of you? But I'll tell you right now, before you even put one piece of drywall in that place. You got to put in a septic and you got to put in a well. And that is money you will never get back. And you need to look at your boyfriend and say, in order to drink water and use the toilet, it's going to cost us $50,000. Yep. (laughs) Right? But it doesn't sound like he's really worried about it right now. He seems like the kind of guy where we'll deal with it when the time comes. Yeah, he's got, he's got that personality and he's also got that, uh, you know, it's all going to work out in the end personality, whereas I'm... A little bit more of a, no, it might not work out in the end. <laughs> so the, the other thing is, is that it's really difficult to to buy. You can't mortgage land, right? So yeah. if you guys find a piece of land that is, say, you know, I don't even know, like $150,000 kind of thing, you can't mortgage land. You can't mortgage something that doesn't have a structure on it. You can go to a third party where you can sort of work out some sort of mortgage deal for it. But generally with land, you got to pay land up front. That's right. Okay, so you're looking at, let's say you want an acre of land that's close to your family. I don't know. Let's say it's a hundred grand. You guys got to come up with a hundred grand. Then you got to get in the permit process, and then you got to put septic and well on that piece of property. So even before you put a shovel in the ground for your dream house, you're a hundred fifty thousand dollars in. Yes, that's right. And uh, you know, this is what I'm trying to tell him. Like, dude, yeah. like, this is a lot of money. <laughs> yes. So, so it's great to dream, right? It's great to dream because God, that's like if you guys can pull this off, it's incredible. Who wouldn't want to do that? Yeah. It's 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 romantic. It's it's wonderful, but you got to turn the dream. If you actually want the dream to become a reality, you got to put a plan in place. You guys have to sit down and start looking at numbers and numbers when building something are much higher than what most people think they are. All righty. Well, that helped guys. I guess it doesn't really solve my problem on how he's going to not purchase this car, but well, okay. So to not, pur- so maybe have this conversation before that. You have to be on the same page at the you end gotta of the be, day. You got to be yeah. on the. You got to be on the same page. I spend money on ridiculous things, right? Like I spend money on ridiculous things. But the thing that I always tell Catherine is that the money that I spend on ridiculous things is money that we will never miss. It's almost like I sock it away. You know, like it's extra I, I, funds. Yeah, it's extra funds, right? Yeah, yeah. But you guys need to have a conversation about the funds that uh, that you need for the things that you need right now. He should not be okay. going into debt for an old car. I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right, yeah. Carly. Well, guys. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for your help. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for reaching out. You have a great day. Yeah, you too. Take care, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. It was two years ago today, Roz. Yes. That Lil Nas X released the original version of Old Town Road. Not the version we all eventually came to know as a monster hit. Right. It was a version where it was without Billy Ray Cyrus, and he released it without a record label backing him. Right. Put it up on SoundCloud, and the song started to take off. 
And it wasn't until five months later that Billy Ray got involved. It was that long, huh? Yeah. Wow. Because it was two things that happened. The record label had reached out to Billy Ray saying, hey, there's this kid, Lil Nas X, that wants you on this remix. And he was like, what the hell is a Lil Nas X? Yeah. And also, we were all like, what the hell is a Lil Nas X? And also, Lil Nas X apparently reached out to Billy Ray through Twitter yeah. to ask him before like the record label had even gotten involved. So Billy Ray was trying to get in touch. Or sorry, Lil Nas X was trying to get in touch with Billy Ray Cyrus before the explosion of the song even took place. That's how far back oh, wow. he wanted wow. Billy Ray Cyrus on the song. And this is um, Billy Ray actually talking about Lil it. Lil Nas had reached out for me on Twitter as early as December. And wow. he had sent a note when the song started getting its legs up and people were doing the dance and TikTok was kind of, it was growing. It was before he had the record deal, before the song had went completely international and gonzo. And um, he reached out on Twitter saying, does anyone know how I can get this song to Billy Ray Cyrus? In his mind, he was thinking all this out. I got to say, man, Lil Nas X, he gave me and really the whole world a lesson on hey take a look at the tools of your trade look what's out here for you to get your music out to an audience around the world wow so the song started making noise because it hit number one on billboard for a week right but at the same time it was on the billboard charts it was also on the country charts and also on the hip-hop R&B charts, which is something that no song has ever done before. Right. Appear on all three of these charts at the exact same time and hitting number one. Bonkers. And then Billboard, the reason why it started making noise is because Billboard was like, well, it's not a traditional country song. That's right, and they booted it. So they got rid of it. Yes. And then people were like, what the hell? Right. And then the Billy Ray Cyrus stuff started happening, and the song eventually was nominated for three Grammy Awards, um, and it won Best Music Video, Best Pop Duo. And then when the remix came out, because there was so much noise, 19 weeks straight at number one. That's crazy, huh? And that absolute insanity. So it was two years ago today that Old Town Road from Lil Nas X was released. Also, let me throw this in. This is one of my favorites. Shem, who works on the Razamoga show, yeah. who does a lot of parody songs for us. Uh, he did his version when it was the last day of school. Yeah! school no more i'm gonna lie in my bed some more i'm happy cuz i ain't got school no more i'm gonna lie in my bed some so more. good Lil Nas X celebrating two years of the release of old town road this is the Roz and mocha show podcast so i'm looking at these pictures of taisha the bachelorette mm -hmm. where i guess she people are so sneaky 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 what? Well, I guess she did a video teaching fans how she makes iced coffee. Okay. And in the video, you see her left hand, mm -hmm. and on that left hand is a, like, big engagement ring. Ooh! Ooh. So... Or is it just, like, um, fake jewelry? No, it's like... I, I, I don't it's know. Like it's not, like, costume it's, jewelry, how sometimes people I wear? know, I know, I know, I know. Uh... The Bachelorette star was showing her followers how to make her signature iced coffee. When do you get to? When does your thing become a signature? Like at when what level? Say, 
But at what level of sort of notoriety or what do you need in life to be able to call the one thing that you do that millions of other people do your signature version? When or does other, it have to be different? No, I think it has to be completely different from anything else out there. Whatever that added thing is to make it stand out. So let me let me ask you a question then. Yes. Because I sometimes interpret signature as not something that may be... You, also, we don't know if she's engaging on. Um, also, <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I don't okay. know. Um, we'll find out in a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just watch the damn show. Okay? <laughs> That's how it works. Um, signature can be something that is unique in a, in a sense that you do it differently than somebody else does. Mm. But signature can also mean something that you are known for, meaning Mocha's signature ball caps. Sure. You know what I mean? You always wear ball caps. That's sort of like your signature thing. Everybody yeah. wears ball caps. But if somebody said Mocha and his signature ball caps, I wouldn't think twice about it. I wouldn't it would be like, sense. yeah, I wouldn't be like, those aren't special. It's just a hat. Yeah. He doesn't even bend the brim. Hey, man. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that it would be that I'm just lending it to the fact that if you did bend the brim, maybe it would be signature in the sense uh -huh. that you do it differently than okay. other people. But you don't. Okay. Which is weird. Um, okay. Back to the story. <laughs> okay, back to the story. So but when so what are we talking about? Like when it comes to iced coffee. Like I don't I watch a lot of Bachelorette. I don't know a lot about Taisha. Is 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 iced coffee her signature thing or does she do it differently but than everybody I think, else? I think for something to be signature, like Yes, they have to be known for it because of what they do to make it that thing. Right. But they also have to be known by other people for, right. for doing that. I guess. Right? And for also experiencing that same Tasha Ice right. special well, signature. Like Maury's, Maury's signature ability to interrupt everything. Well, okay. understandable. Okay, Maury, go okay, ahead. No, never mind. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, never mind. Go ahead. I was going to tell you. <laughs> uh -huh. I was going to tell you that what makes her a signature, signature what? thing. Tell me then. Tell well, me. I'm trying, but you, see, now you, you're interrupting. Okay. I'm not interrupting you. You're interrupting no, look us. Look at you just there it is. I didn't say that you're interrupting us with nonsense. I said that you're just, you're interrupting. So go ahead. <laughs> she does it in a wine glass. Oh, oh, really? Is that what makes it signature? If Tasha says to drink iced coffee from a giant wine glass, then that's what we're going to do. Oh. By the way, here we go. In her most recent yes. photos, there is no longer a ring on that. No, finger. really? Yeah. Maybe because so many people were pointing it out. Like here it is. Busted. She's posing in front of her bed. Yeah. Very much having that hand present so you can see that there's right. no ring on it. But I never know with, with phones and everything else when people are doing selfies or shooting into a mirror because sometimes the left hand can look like the right hand and the right hand can look like the left hand like if somebody's shooting in front of a mirror with the reverse camera on the phone i don't know which hand is which okay. like if there's nothing in the room that has words on it that i can see if it's forwards or backwards well there's no ring on any finger if oh that there makes we it go better. interesting interesting so her interesting. signature coffee iced coffee <laughs> is just regular iced coffee but in a wine glass but nobody's done that before right so that's what makes a signature oh man <laughs> here we go the Roz and mocha show podcast so everybody going in on Chet Hanks last night. Did you see this? Shabba Hanks at it again. <laughs> so Chet Hanks, the son of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he showed up. I think it was the first time I heard it was on the red carpet before Tom Hanks 
was getting some big award. It might have been at the Academy Awards or something like that. But he was on the red carpet. And Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Yeah. And uh, and 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 Chet Hanks does a patois, like a Jamaican patois, and he's good at it, and he loves it, and people seem to really enjoy it, right? Big up, big up the whole island, massive. It's your boy Chet, and I, coming straight <laughs> from the Golden Globes. You are saying. Yo, you remember when he sent a message out to Adele? Because oh, he was like, yes, right. really feeling her look yeah. back in September? Adele, Adele, Adele. You know, I sent me a prayer from a long time, but after me see a picture I decked, mm, it sweet me. Man, I tell no lie, my girl, ear style fit you. Big up yourself. <laughs> and then she bigged up herself. <laughs> and then she did. So he was on Clubhouse. What is Clubhouse? Is that like some new thing that I don't know about? Yeah. Uh-oh. You need to sign up. <laughs> I really don't. I don't need anything. I don't need anything else in my life, man. So I, I guess it's like a chat room that you can go on. You can host a club and then fans and whoever can, randoms yeah. can come on and talk to you. So Chet Hanks, Shaba Hanks, hosted something on Clubhouse uh, last night, and people started going in on him um, for appropriation. One person even calling it verbal blackface, which is him doing the Jamaican patois. Now, to me, Clubhouse sounds like a nightmare because this gets really, really messy, but you can hear Chet trying to explain why he thinks it's okay and from a place of love, and then other people trying to explain to him why it's not. You're asking me, am I ever going to do the Jamaican accent again? Do I? No, I'm asking no, I'm asking regarding the environment. Like, like, are you walking into a? Are you going to walk into a room of people and just use it? Guys, it, it's it's really as simple as this. If I get on a binge where I'm watching a bunch of English gangster movies, and I, and, and I go around and just going about my day to day business, like ordering a coffee at Starbucks, and I'm with my friend, and I go, I hey, get give me a latte, governor. <laughs> like, it, it's okay. not coming from a place of, oh, I'm gonna. Sh- these English people. You know what I mean? Like, English people weren't oppressed. English people, English people were not oppressed. Yeah, it doesn't have to say I understand that. 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 I if I go on Instagram, no, 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 but does he understand the issue? Let me finish. Let me finish. This is this is my chat. I started. When a Caribbean person explains this, if I go if I go on Instagram and I go, hey man, just saw Top Boy. Man, really like that show, man. You feel me, bro? Like, how is that? I'm not trying to. No, but 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 somebody explain the origin story. Oppression in that language historically, like uh, I'm aware of this. Wow. Okay. So, so you are going to join? Hell yeah. yeah so, what are, where do we land on this? I don't because I know that later on in that chat, yeah. there were a lot of people who were defending him because they did find it endearing, and their point was that actual when you're in Jamaica, that is specific to Jamaicans, and they love when people do it. They she yeah. was going on about how they find it endearing when when other people do it. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. There know. was somebody in the comments uh, that. Or I saw on Twitter, and I guess it happened in the clubhouse chat, where yeah, they said that 
they actually ask people in Jamaica, and yeah. people in Jamaica don't have a problem with no, it. No, no. With Chet Hanks specifically. But does that make it right? I don't know. I don't know. I know we've pulled the room before, and you are you find it hysterical. Yeah. Right? Sham, you find it funny, right? Come on in here for one second. Just give a brief opinion. Did you watch this clubhouse disaster that he did last night? Yeah, I did. I watched uh, quite a bit of it, actually. And what, what you was your... What, what were your... <laughs> you got too much time it, on your hands. We've got to give you more stuff along? to do. Uh, no, no. I mean, you can just listen to yeah, them just okay. a bit, right? Uh, look, I... I understand both sides, and I don't want to do the whole both sides. No, thing. no, like, no. I, I, do, I do get the argument to be made that it almost feels like, like you're mocking sort of the Jamaican accent, yeah, right? right? Like, and 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 I've I've seen that argument made before. I do think though intention matters, and yeah. I think any time that he has spoken in Jamaican patois, he's done it in a way of like adoration and and trying to um, celebrate the culture as mm-hmm. opposed to mocking it. Yes. And I do think that happens quite a bit with other accents people mock it i don't think he's mocking it in this case mm-hmm. like i worked with a guy years ago who had dreads mm-hmm. and i would watch over the course of the three or four or five years that i work with this guy he'd walk into a room and some white guy would go hey man right. oh you know really? what i mean yeah. <laughs> you know big up yourself yeah yeah right <laughs> that's Chad Hanks would say yeah. <laughs> but I, <laughs> the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast it's about that time yeah, Mocha, you ready? Of course. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Uh, Brandon Blackstock is seeking $436,000 a month in spousal and child support from Kelly Clarkson. This is oh, in their wow. ongoing uh, uh, divorce proceedings. That is a lot of money. They have, um, how many kids do they have together? Uh, I know River River Rose, uh, Remington Alexander, and yeah, I think it's just the the the, the two kids, um, six and four. But yes, he is uh, seeking four hundred and thirty six thousand dollars a month in spousal, spousal and child support. Wow! In that divorce, that's a lot of money. Oh my god! Yeah. How much did Travis Scott make from McDonald's? Oh boy. Realistic. So he had like clothing. He had the the Travis Scott meal, the combo meal, yeah. Plus promoting all that, yeah. Like I don't know, two million bucks, two million bucks, something like that. Uh, according to reports, Travis was paid five million up front. Okay, five million up front. You mean there's and, more? And the merchandise brought him in an extra fifteen million. <gasps> no. Yeah. Yeah. He made twenty five million bucks $20 off million, of dollars, twenty million dollars off McDonald's. Off of McDonald's, and apparently he makes 20, ten. He apparently makes ten million a year off Nike, or Nike. How do you yeah. say it? Nike or Nike? Nike. Is it Puma or Puma? Puma. Okay, I used to say Puma growing up. Everybody said Puma growing up. You never Who? said Puma. No, no, you never did. Where I grew, Puma. Puma. Those were those were Puma shoes, not Puma shoes. No, they were Puma. That sounds so weird. I know it does, but I'm telling you, I guess certain places you grow up, they were Pumas. Nobody, no. nobody I ever knew c- could own Pumas. Nobody could afford Pumas. But, uh, but I don't know, yeah. for some reason, the way you say it, yeah, or like when people say it that way, yeah, it grosses me it out. I don't know why. Really, huh? Yeah. Puma. I bet you it doesn't, you don't, what's, what's wrong with that? So then you probably grew up going Adidas. No, I didn't. I knew it was Adidas. No, Pumas. <laughs> Everybody did, weirdo. <laughs> No, Pumas is you what we You can't enter them. this conversation. You cannot enter this group chat. No. You, for years, only wear shoes that have no laces. Well, who wants laces? <laughs> uh, the queen is hiring a new personal assistant. She is? Yes. Why? No, and no joke, the job posting's on LinkedIn. No, it's not. Yes, it is. 
I was just reading it on LinkedIn. So everyone can apply. Yeah, everybody can apply. Um, it's a personal assistant position. Yeah. The location is the Royal Household, London, England, United Kingdom. Okay. 37.5 hours a week. Uh, in Canadian dollars, the job pays 30, uh, 60 grand. So it's a uh, 35,000 British pound a year okay. job. And you get to live at the palace? It says, well, I don't think you do. Oh. It says, as part of the central support team in the private secretary's office, you'll take on the role of unique variety, providing comprehensive support to a senior manager. You'll prioritize and manage multiple requests, coordinate diaries, meetings and appointments, oversee efficient inbox management, hmm. minute taking and draft correspondence. It's so what, a, looking after the queen's email and stuff? I guess. It's a fast-paced and high-profile environment, like fixing your Netflix passwords and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and you'll have responsibility from day one, yet you'll uh -huh. rise to the challenge, and you will be proud of the part you play. So you don't get to live at the palace, though? No, I don't think so. I assume you should. You're a highly experienced PA used to supporting broad-level individuals, and you take pride in delivering work to the highest standards. You'll have superb interpersonal communication skills, and you will be at ease working as part of a team and liaising with people at all levels. With good judgment, sensitivity, and willingness to help others, you'll quickly become a trusted and indispensable member of the team. Also, travel is mandatory. So, yeah, so she's looking for a new assistant, 60 grand a year. Doesn't not, sound stressful at all. No, I know. <laughs> but and you how, don't even get to live at the how, palace. How fast-paced can it really be, though? I'd say, like, medium. Yeah. Like medium their, pace. Their version of fast-paced is not your version no. of fast-paced. Right? No. Like, no. You got to bring her iPad, maybe. Yeah. Right? Throughout the day, yes. help her reply to emails. Thank you. Yeah, anybody Why? who lets tea steep during their work day is not truly busy, right? <laughs> right? If, you know what I mean? Multiple like, times a day, yes, though. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so anyway, there you go. There's a new job available if uh, if you're out of work and you're looking. Uh, Barack Obama on Stephen Colbert last night mm -hmm. and Colbert getting the opportunity to ask the one question that everybody would want to ask an ex-president. Any UFOs? Did you ask about that? <laughs> Certainly asked about it. And? Can't tell you. Oh, come on, man. Sorry. Okay. All right. I'll take that as a yes. Because if there were none, Why you'd not? say there was none, right? <laughs> you just played your hand. I thought you were a poker player. You just 100% showed your river card. Feel, feel free to think that. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so much. There, that makes it, me happy can, to can, think can that I you won't say, tell me about can UFOs. Can I say it used to be that UFOs was the, uh, and, and uh, what is it, Roswell was the biggest conspiracy? Yeah. And now that seems so tame. Look at it. Listen to him. And what is it? Uh, Roswell, what's that yeah. place called? And the what is it? Fake president U Barack UFOs Obama. UFOs and, uh, and what is it? What's that place called? Roswell? Yeah, he's trying to Police. throw us all off. Police. Whatever. We know you got stuff going in there. Holy. Come on, Barry. You got them all. The Come bodies, on. the spaceships, <laughs> the tech, the weapons. You got uh, them all. The Justice Department is investigating potential presidential pardon bribery schemes. Listen to this. So okay. you know when presidents leave office, they just start throwing out pardons to people, right? Sure. People that have... They're like, like Oprah when they, she gives out all her favorite things. Yes. You yeah, get a pardon. Exactly. You get a pardon. Everyone exactly. gets a pardon. Clinton pardoned his own brother. Like all yeah. of this stuff. What's right? up, bro? You get a pardon. So the Justice Department is investigating a potential crime related to funneling money to the White House or related political committees in exchange for presidential pardons. Uh, the case is the latest legal twist... In the waning days of Trump's administration, after several of his top advisors have been convicted of federal crimes charges uh, and as a possibility rises that Trump is going to be giving pardons to those people who stayed loyal to him. 
because oh, right? Oh, come on now. So the thing the, the 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 papers don't reveal any sort of timeline and no specific names were given. But the other thing in all of this is whether Trump is going to pardon members of his own family. Of course he would. But the but here's the thing though, is that if he starts throwing out pardons, these would be preemptive pardons. Meaning if Trump starts pardoning people and members of his own family, that right there is an absolute admission of guilt because so far nobody from the family has been charged with anything. So if he starts throwing out preemptive pardons, he's already he's saying right there <laughs> that charges are gonna happen. Mm. Now I've avoided all of the nonsense of Joe Exotic, Tiger King, possibly getting a pardon. Bro, that was going to be my next question. So here's the thing. This story comes, Maury sends me these stories daily, the, the, the update on Joe Exotic getting a pardon. I never do them on the show. <laughs> Why do you love Joe Exotic so know. much? I never do them on the show. God, man. Okay, because I don't care. And he should be. the only one that ever the, brings up Joe Exotic he's now? The only, he's the only person who brings up Joe Exotic. But... But people in the know uh-huh. who've talked to people who have been receiving these requests, yeah. they say, we've heard from the Tiger King, one source added. You wouldn't believe the amount of calls, some insane we've gotten. Now, Eric Love, who is the lawyer for Joe Exotic, said this, quote, we are waiting on the pen to hit the paper. We think we are very, very close. I beg your pardon? I'm more clapping in there. Joe Exotic may get a presidential pardon, according to Joe Exotic's lawyer. Eric. Why is such a Trump supporter in there, Mark? Yeah, I know. What clapping you doing, your man? hands like that. Well, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. You've no, been no. rallying oh, for this forever. Here we go. True colors. Damn it, MAGA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 2021 Oscar ceremony will be an in-person telecast, they say. Can they do that? Well, they've moved it from February to April. So uh-huh. uh, normally the, the Oscars are in February, but they've moved it to April 25th, 2021. Now organizers are foc- focusing on making sure that the ceremony remains live and is still working on the details as we speak, including how many people are actually allowed inside the Dolby Theater in Hollywood uh, for the telecast. They also, if you remember, extended the eligibility timeline from December 31st to Feb 28th um, and also allowed movies that premiered on streaming services and in drive-in for submissions have so to. you have to do that but they're thinking in person people showing up wearing tuxes and great dresses and walking onto a stage and doing live bits and musical performances like they want an actual award show with asses and mm. seats so we'll see if that but like works distance, out maybe yeah maybe because i think that even then we're talking april even then that they're not going to allow max capacity inside the dolby so you're probably going to see maybe like 50 percent capacity but they want yeah. everybody there you may not have fans there but but you, um, you'll get everybody. You'll get everybody there. Uh, Jake Paul was part of the big Tyson fight on Saturday night, and he destroyed Nate Robinson from the NBA. Former NBA player Nate Robinson, like he sucked the life right out of him, like a demigorgon. So I watched that fight, and like, okay, I would say two out of the three knockouts. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call them like clean punches. 
that they don't have to be. Oftentimes, no, I know. Oftentimes, like one of them he caught him with like his forearm. That's what happens. That's there's a lot of fights where somebody gets knocked on their ass and the the the, the punch is dirty. It's awkward. It's weird. Yeah. It doesn't even look like it hit right. Like on half the neck, half the jaw. But a guy but goes down. But that last one when Nate went down, like sucked sleeping, the life out of him. That one right there was a clean hit. It was scary. So anyway, now Jake Paul wants Conor McGregor. Oh, come on. Yes, he Get does. Out of here. Yes, no, he, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, he confirmed that both sides are actively engaging in talks about a fight. Uh, Jake Paul is uh, what he tweeted. He also said this in an interview. Have you heard from Connor? Have you heard from Auditar or anybody else that's around Connor McGregor? Because I know a lot of people want this thing to happen between you and Connor, Jake. Yeah, my, my team is uh, is talking to his manager, but that's. That's all I'll say, you know. Uh, no other, and no other fighter is with this big of a platform is is calling out McGregor. So, you know, my my dogs have more followers than the guy he's fighting in in January on Instagram. Oh. So the Jake Paul versus Conor McGregor fight is is gonna happen, and uh, it's just a matter of when. And uh, <laughs> it's gonna be legendary. And I'm gonna win too. Like that's that's Younger. that's what I really want people to understand is. I, and I told my friends this. I was like, guys, this is gonna happen. But not only that, like, I'm going to dedicate my life to, to winning that fight because I'm not just going in there just to f- say I did it. I'm, I'm going in there to f- Conor McGregor up. Okay, pal. <laughs> Sorry, Jake Paul. You're going to get your ass whooped. It's boxing, though. Remember, it's boxing. It wouldn't be MMA. It's boxing. Even still. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whooped. So Lily Collins was on with uh, Stephen Colbert the other night. Sorry, Jimmy Fallon the other night. And Lily yeah. Collins is a star of Emily in Paris. Uh-huh. And I guess at some point, Netflix tweeted out to remind people that the pronunciation of the show is not Emily in Paris. It's Emily in Paris. Oh, they didn't tell us that before, though. No. So this is Lily Collins with Jimmy Fallon. I wanted to get to the bottom of something because Netflix recently came out and said that we've been saying the title wrong the whole time. That they said apparently it's supposed Emily to rhyme. Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris. Is that well, correct? Okay. So here's the thing: when we were shooting in Paris, we heard people referencing as that more more often, right? Because we're in Paris and the accent. I was like, oh yeah, it rhymes. That's cute literally forgot about it, came back home. It was never like a big thing. And then I felt like I was one with every single other person in the world that found that out the same day. Cause I was like, wait, have I been saying it wrong? <laughs> we all been say Emily in Paris. And I was like, oh my God, I'm I, I fell for it. I'm Emily. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm Emily and I even was saying it wrong. I'm so go figure. I feel like, no, I'm like, I feel like that's actually something Emily herself would be like, well, I guess I was part of the joke. But wouldn't it be Emily Apari? I mean, if you want to get technical. Right? Like, isn't that? I'm no, believe me, my, my French is god awful. No, but she's American. Yes, I know. But I'm just saying that, like, if you're going to go French, wouldn't it be that? No, but it's go US. All the way. It's no, too late. It's, it's too the US late. versus, uh, like, marrying the French, right? So it's got to be. Oh, here we go. Maury, actually, I can't. I yeah. can't right now with you. With the mind blown. I can't. No, it's Emily no, no. in Paris because no. she's American. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So then her name is Emily. So and it would be Emily in, in Paris. In Paris. No, she's in Paris. Yeah. No, if I they agree wanted with to go you. full French, they would say <sighs> Emily à Paris. Yes. Thank you. I don't know. It's too late, though. It's too late, right? Yeah, you I can't. Agree. 
it's not gonna it's Emily in Paris. Thank y'all. you. Mind blown. Right? Yes. And I understand <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> and I understand what Netflix did, right? So the show came out, everybody was watching, everybody was loving it. Yeah. So the show had run its course, okay? And then so it's like nobody's talking about it anymore. It's not trending anymore. We're not getting a ton of tweets anymore. How do we re-up the love for Emily in Paris? Well, we're just gonna go ahead and tweet out, y'all been saying it wrong. It's actually Emily in Paris, not Emily in Paris. And next thing you know, Emily in Paris is trending all over again. Mind blown. Maury, out you go. I can't with you right now, no, man. So season two, or we have to say it differently I now? I can't with you right now. What about for season I two? I can't with you right now. I just said enough. Mocha for yeah. season two. I can't two. with you. He can't. Season two. He, I can't with both of you right now if you're going to do this to me. I have like very important business to take care okay, of. Okay, what's next? I don't know. Okay, so Emily and Stop Paris. Season two. Stop it. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You know, you know when you're on a website mm-hmm. and they sneaky sneaky and they put ads for things in like a off to the side, but it really looks like they're news stories yeah. to click oh, on. Yeah. They get me every time. Oh, really? Every single time they get me. Because they make the headlines so like incredible. What was the latest one? So they, I'll read you the, I'll read you the four that I'm staring at right now and my mouse is hovering over them. Okay. Okay. So here's Don't click. Please don't click. I'm not I won't I won't click. Actually, you know what? You're on a work computer. You're fine. Yeah. Just okay. Uh Toronto Singles, three online dating sites that actually work. Not that I'm interested, but I would like to know what they are. I have friends. <laughs> right? Who would like to know these secrets? Yes. Retiring casino tycoon gifts back salary. As free spins in Ontario. Where? Exactly. I would like to go. I would like to know that. We're coming up on a weekend. Let's go How do about some this stuff. one? Pour okay. salt down your drain at night. Here's why. Uh, <laughs> okay. Will it clear the drains? I don't know. I can't click on it. If I click on it, I'm going to ruin my computer. My personal favorite, Brad Pitt's daughter is probably the prettiest girl who ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one. I'd be wary of that one. <laughs> But I need to. But is she though? Yo, click on the salt one. No please, way. Please. Hell I wanna no. Know, I want to know what happens in the drain. Hell no. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, Sean Mendes, as you know, you just did the whole thing. Uh, new album tomorrow, and everybody's just pumped about it. He released a sort of behind the scenes video on Twitter talking about his uh, the next single, which is Call My Friends. Listen to this. We wrote Call My Friends a while ago in Malibu. And I think that Call My Friends is is one of the most exciting songs on the album because it has energy in it because it was one of the first songs that we wrote for the album. And I was thinking, I just came off of a, a massive world tour and I was thinking what types of songs are gonna feel huge live. And that song had this insane bass line and lyrics that felt really, re- you know, kind of, relevant to how I was feeling being away from my friends at home and my family for three months while I was traveling the world um, and kind of just being like, I think I need to call my friends and go get high. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, dog. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm real pumped Uh, for this album, though. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, Last night was the... Rockefeller Center Christmas tree special. Did you watch any of this? No. Do you care about any of this? Did the tree look sad still? Was it still sad looking more or did they did they oh. zhuzh it up? Oh my God, did they ever zhuzh? Did they? Yeah. They had this huge Swarovski thing on the top. The yeah. lighting looked amazing. All because the different colors. If you remember when they brought the tree, 
into Rockefeller Center from the farm they got in upstate New York. They unveiled it and they they untied it and all the branches started to fall into place. But it was like really sparse. Yeah. Like there wasn't holes everywhere. There wasn't a lot of tree to their tree. But it looked nice though. They did a good job. They oh, it looked it. full. Yeah, they went to Michael's and bought all those fake branches and yeah, just had sort to. of like, yeah, zhuzhed it up. Uh, so this is uh, Dolly Parton and Jimmy Fallon singing All I Want for Christmas is You. Was this live? No. No, okay. This was pre-recorded because Jimmy Fallon was computerized, like CGI'd into the shot on a TV and then magically appears next to her. Oh, wow. Hologram, you mean? Yeah, but then he magically disappeared again, like with a poof. It's a hologram. Hologram? No, I don't think it was a hologram. Oh. Was it like a screen? Yeah. Oh. Have you seen what they do on the uh, on the talk? You know that show, The Talk? Yeah. So Eve is one of the co-hosts on the talk, right? Yeah. And she's leaving. She's leaving the show. They already announced the, who the replacements are going to be. But on the talk, Eve doesn't live in Los Angeles. Eve, I believe, is living in London. Mm-hmm. And so on the talk, it's incredible what they did. So every, so they're not sitting at a table. They don't sit at a table. All the hosts sit in individual chairs. Okay. So on the set... You have host one, host two, and host three sitting in chairs distanced. Mm -hmm. And then off to the side, you see Eve sitting in a chair with them. Okay. But what they've done is they've taken like a monitor, like a television monitor, Uh and they've turned it on its end. And they put like a cool frame around it. And the way that they've dressed the set and the way that they built Eve's backdrop in her home in London. When she sits there, they've made it look like she's the exact size as everybody else. So when you actually watch the show, it looks like they're all sitting there together. It looks normal. It looks normal. Wow. Although she's on a television. But and, when you just look at it, and you what, don't... And the rest of them are there? Yes, like, but what? you don't notice it because she looks like she's... They made her the same size. Oh, but when wow. they do a wide shot, though, I saw this. When they do a wide shot, it's a TV on a chair. Yeah, yeah but no, 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 it's not. No, it's a full giant. It fills up the set. It fills up the whole set. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. If you, if you only notice the frame around her that she's sure. actually on television. But other than that, it's like, it's it's weird. She's there and they laugh and they talk and they all look at her like she's sitting there and she looks at them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's really wild. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's really incredible. But, uh, but anyway, so Eve's leaving the talk. Uh, LeBron James, two-year deal, $85 million extension with the Lakers. Ooh, Bron, Bron. That's why 80, Lakers and four is still trending. $85 million. You got to pay the uh, king. This season, he's going to make more than 39 Then next year, 41 And the year after that, $44 million. He will be 38 years old. Oh, my God. By the time the Yo, by the time that, it expires. Like, you know what? That NBA money for Braun, yeah. in comparison to everything else he makes, yeah. like NBA money alone is pennies. Yes. For what he pulls in with from everything. Nike, from yes. Sprite, from wherever else. Yes. Pennies. Pennies. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? Like that's play money for him. Yeah. For LeBron. <laughs> yes. Really. Yes. Right? I'm yes. sure he uses all his excess funds. You know, he built that wonderful school and he does you Absolutely. Know, charitable work and stuff like that. Absolutely. Like I'm sure a lot of his money uh, goes elsewhere. Yeah, but, but this is this is the piss away money. This really is. Yeah. It's the play money. <laughs> 
85 mil, two years. Oh, man. Uh, Jim Parsons revealed while promoting his new show, Call Me Cat, that he years ago auditioned for The Office before Big Bang Theory. Oh, he did? He didn't say what character, though. Dwight. You think so? It would be Dwight. Yeah, maybe it would be Dwight. Maybe it would be Dwight. And but that's just me comparing his his Big Bang personality and character yes. to what I feel would be similar to, to Dwight. He had said that uh, at the time he didn't really get it. Mm. He said, I was like, how stupid. It's about an office. If America wanted their own office show, they would have already made it by now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but but so you point, say Dwight, huh? Yeah, Interesting. but at this point... Why then tell the story if you're not going to tell the full story? Yeah, I know. I don't like when people do that either. I was going to audition for The Office as, and I auditioned for the character of. Yes. Agreed. Because it wouldn't be Jim, right? It wouldn't be Jim. What about Kelly's boyfriend? Ryan? Ryan. (laughs) But he was one of the writers on the show early on, right? So I don't know. And he directed a couple of the episodes, too. It could have been Ryan. Do you think it might have been Ryan? What if he auditioned for Michael Scott? No, no, no. Too young. Oh, no, maybe not. Because uh, Jim Parsons, by the way, is 47. No, he's not. Yes, he Are is. Are you serious? Yes, he Jim is. Jim Parsons is 47 years yeah, old? Yeah, he's 47. Good for you, bro. You look yeah, good. I know, right? Damn. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go with that. Uh, the Office could have had uh, Jim Parsons in it, uh, which would have been cool, but not. Uh, <laughs> are you ready for meat-based meat? Sorry? Okay, you know plant-based meat? Yes. Okay, so now... We're talking don't I about have meat-based meat. Well, no, you have meat. Uh huh. You don't have meat-based meat. You don't have lab-grown meat. Oh, because mm. here's the deal: is that Singapore is officially cleared the way for the sale of cultured chicken, the product which is real chicken made from animal cells and grown in a controlled environment. The first product that they're making is chicken nuggets. So animal cells are obtained uh-huh. via biopsies and then a cell bank and then they're cultured and then it's in a lab and then they are fed plant-based things and then science and magic and all this other stuff happen and then you have meat-based meat that doesn't actually come from a chicken. The meat, Wait, so what are they growing? They're growing chicken. So it's a chicken? Yes, but it's, they're not growing a chicken. They're growing meat. They're growing meat? Yes. Like they're, yes. <laughs> so there's no chickens at all. No. So the meat, which reportedly has the exact same nutrients as conventional meat. Yeah. So everything about it is chicken. It's just, it does not come from a live chicken. They've but grown they it from cells. It? Like, from cells. But then like, how does it grow? Like in a. They feed it in a lab and then they, they put like. What do you mean they feed it? They, it has a mouth. No, it doesn't have a mouth. So what are they feeding it? There's different ways to feed things. You can feed things with a tube. But it's not like a living... You grow things, right? You grow things, and they're growing it. Hmm. I'd have to see a video. (laughs) I don't think you want to see the video. I would like to have one of the chicken nuggets. Because here's the problem, is that there's tens of billions of chickens that are killed each year. Mm. And we know this. Livestock accounts for 14.5 of the world's greenhouse gas emissions. That's about the same as the entire transportation industry. Ooh. So somebody's got to start getting things in check. And meat-based meat is going to be the future, whether you like it or not. 
maybe if I don't know that it's meat-based meat, that you just tell me <laughs> that we're eating chicken nuggets, yes. I think I'd be cool with it. Right. I think if I knew going in that I was eating meat-based meat, it would yeah, throw me off. And I'd would. say, and I would say that it tastes weird. Yeah. So you would even you, though it wouldn't, yeah. Maybe it doesn't taste weird, but just yeah. knowing that in my mind, I'd be like, yeah, this tastes yeah. super weird. So anyway, it's a US company that's manufacturing in Singapore, and Singapore has now cleared the way for the sale of it. So you can now buy So it grows, huh? Yeah, it grows. They grow it in like a dish. Uh, Entertainment Weekly put out their list of the best and worst television shows of 2020. Uh, but here's what I don't like about this list. What? They did the 18, they did the best 18 shows, but it's in no particular order. If you're going to do a, the best 18 shows, put them in order. Yeah. G- decide on what your number one is. And so also, why here, 18? I don't you know. Can only find 18? I don't know. Why did, on their worst list did they only put three? Um, oh. So here are some of the shows from the top 18 best shows. Okay. Uh, Harley Quinn, Search Party on HBO Max, uh, Jesus Mero on Showtime, Never Have I Ever on Netflix, What We Do in the Shadows, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, We Are Who We Are, that's with uh, Kid Cudi and Chloe Sevigny, The Good Fight on CBS All Access, um, Better Things on FX, I May Destroy You on HBO, um, the plot against America on HBO, The Crown so, on Netflix. Nothing really on on like regular network television. Zero on network television. Oh, zero! Yeah. Wow. Uh, the Vow, that uh, docu series about the Nexium cult that I kept yeah. talking about. Uh, the Midnight Gospel on Netflix. Uh, Ted Lasso, that's the Jason Sudeikis show on Apple TV Plus. Wow. And Better Call Saul is the sort of most conventional cable show on, on the on the list. Yeah. As far as the worst shows, according to uh, Entertainment Weekly, they have number one. Anything that was filmed, anything on the, anything from Quibi. Oh my God. So all of it, all of Quibi's entire programming space. Yeah. uh, Space Force on Netflix. Oh, with Steve Carell. With Steve Carell show. And they're getting a season two. Yeah. And uh, Westworld on HBO. I thought people freaked out. No, people freaked out over season one. Oh, oh, I have never seen, I've never witnessed in all my years covering television shows. Yeah. I've never seen a show that people were more obsessed about, like obsessed about this show. Die after one season. Really? Yeah, I've never, I've never witnessed anything. And they're not doing like another it. season, right? Uh, I don't know if they are or not. But also, uh, they have guilty pleasures on the bad TV list, but still shows that they love, which is uh, Double Shot at Love and Emily in Paris. Wait, Double Shot at Love? Yeah. <laughs> the Vinny and Polly D show? Yeah. I have TV. I've been telling you guys about that show. Come on, man. I've been telling you guys about that show. Yeah, no, but it's on the list of the worst, okay? But oh, I thought you said the best. No, the worst, but it's it's not oh. on the list of the worst because they do say it is a guilty pleasure. So feel free to enjoy Double Shot at Love and Emily in Paris, although neither of them are good television Forget shows. everything I just said. Okay. <laughs> Roz and Mocha Q&A. Hey, Chantel. Is it Chantel or Chantel? Chantel. Chantel. All right. Uh, Welcome to the Razamoga Show podcast. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Good. I know you're a big fan of the show. Uh, I saw that you posted that uh, your Spotify podcast, like, listening pattern, that you spent over 17 hours listening to the Razamoga Show. Right. Isn't that crazy? I just love you guys. You guys are so awesome. Well, we love you right back, and thank you very much. Where are you? Where do you live? I live in Vancouver, BC. Oh, fantastic. There we go. Yeah. Shout out to yeah, Van City. 
exactly. I heard you guys on the on the kiss over here at like 6 p.m. one day, and I'm like, who are these guys? I've never heard them. And then I found your podcast, and ever since I've been addicted. Now, when you said who are these guys, in your mind, was it like who are these guys? They sound like super sexy, or oh. like who are these guys? <laughs> they're so funny, and it's the kind of um, kind of stuff that they're talking about is what I'm into. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> Now, yeah. in your mind, when you first heard us, right, do you know what we yes. look like? Now I do. Yes. Now you do. Okay, so in your Before. mind, when you first heard us, what did you think? Like, what was the, the description you had in your mind, the visual? Uh, I was, like, I was taken back because I wasn't too sure, like, what you guys looked like. I thought you guys were just, like, you know, just a typical, like, white dudes or something. And then... And then I saw you, Mocha, and I'm like, wait, what? He's brown? Because I'm brown. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I saw Roz, and I'm like, You're like, yeah, hey, typical I... white guy? <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't even let the girl finish. No, because You didn't even let the girl finish. And I'm like, wait, what? This is Roz, like the Roz, and I watch on TV, and then I was, like, completely blown away. Yeah. I, I, I get the feeling that when our show shows up in different cities, it's like the aliens have landed. Yeah. It's yeah, like people, people don't know what the hell to do with it. A white guy, a brown guy, uh, equally the same height. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, not really, no. No, no thank you. Okay. What, what is your, what is your, <laughs> for God's sake, what is your uh, question? My question is, what is the most appreciated gift you have received? I have no idea to what, what to get my fiancé this year for Christmas. Mm. Um, and every time I ask him what's on his list, he's like, I don't want anything. I'm okay. And I'm like, well, then, I don't yeah. know what to get you. That's a tough one. I understand what it is because I'm very difficult to buy for, too. Yeah. Catherine always says that I'm very difficult. So I have to be very specific in things that I that I want. Um, I'm appreciate like what like what do I appreciate? I I appreciate anything. Like I've never I'm I'm just so past the point of my life of where I would ever be like disappointed in something that somebody got mm-hmm. me. The only thing that I'm ever disappointed in mm-hmm. is when somebody when somebody gets me something where there's not a lot of thought behind it. Sure. And yeah. and I'm only receiving it because they felt like they had to. That's yeah. when I feel right. weird, right? Like, that's when I feel weird about something. But if somebody puts even one second of thought into anything and they give it to me, like, I'm I, I'm so appreciative of everything. Like, I don't know if I have a, even a list of things that I want or what I think are the perfect gifts or, like, any of, the, any of that stuff. I'm, I, I don't know. Like, Catherine got me, put it this way, for my birthday, right? Catherine got me one of those, like, you know, those foot massagers, massagers that you just keep, that you plug into the wall Uh and you stick your feet in it and they go into like little booties. The Dr. Ho? No, it's like this big round, looks like a mini spaceship. Uh And you put your feet in it and then it like squeezes them and it like, it has rollers on the bottom of it. And so Catherine got this. I've never really expressed that much sort of love for foot massages. (laughs) I like being tickled, right? But I've never expressed this kind of love for some. Something, everything else but she got it and now it permanently lives in the living room roxy gets home from school every single day yeah she goes over to it sticks her feet in it and turns it on for 15 minutes while no. she does well she does yeah it's like we call it the spa we're like oh my god roxy's in the spa um the <laughs> other night i turned it around and i was lying on the couch like we have a chaise part of our couch yeah i was lying on the couch on my back with my legs because i'm so tall hanging off the couch fully lying down uh-huh. with my legs hanging off the end of my couch and I slipped it into the foot massager and just hit go. And oh. so I was lying there on the couch. So is this anything that I would ever would have asked for? 
Hell no, not in a million years. But is Catherine the type of person where she realizes this is actually kind of cool and we might get a kick out of it? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And so we all use it, right? Like I'm, I much prefer when somebody gives me something that we can all just sort of either have fun with or enjoy, whether it's a game or something like that. Yeah. I don't need something specifically for me. So I'm a big fan of like, why don't we do this thing together? Or here's a thing that we can have fun with together. Like Chantel, has your, your fiance mentioned, oh, sorry, did you say boyfriend or fiance? Beyonce. Okay, so has he mentioned like anything throughout the year that you could think back to where he was like really passionate about wanting something specific? Well, not really, because he's like pretty, pretty appreciative of everything that I kind of give him. Yeah. He, he's more about like spending time together. Mm. I mean, he did mention the the, the latest PS Five, but come on now, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. good okay, luck. No. <laughs> Uh, damn it, Maury has a has a, a really checkered history of gifts that yeah. he's tried to give to uh, his husband, Damn it, Matthew. Maury, what are your thoughts on the perfect gift? Because you've you've thought things were the perfect gift before. I almost screwed up for Christmas and our anniversary this year, right? Because uh, the fourth anniversary is fl- fruits and flowers. Okay. And we love New York and can't go this year. So I found this street artist that does crocheted flowers in fences. Right. And I was going to buy this massive, like, five foot by five foot peace sign of a crocheted flower thing. Wow, it's all blanket. He would, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but that he would oh my, be like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And then I, I was like, maybe I should give him the heads up. And he said, thank God you told me I would have never have wanted that. And there's no way I want a massive crocheted peace sign on my wall. Yes. Like, wow. it's, not, it's not a blanket. Like, like it's the actual peace sign that's crocheted. It's not like it's a blanket with a, with a peace sign crocheted on it. It's only the peace sign. So you hang it on the wall like wow. art. You can so see a, wall through it. Yeah, you can see wall through it. Like, it's just the peace sign. Boring. Right? And so yeah. that Maury almost got that for Matthew this year. How much were you almost going to spend? Like $300, which is a good price for crochet, I assume. Oh, I- <laughs> I, I, to be honest with you, oh more, I don't know what the market is for crochet peace signs. I don't know if that's a deal. I don't know if that's a deal or not. To be honest with you. So like, then he started hinting at things. He's like, just get me like a a nice candle or some bath things or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, okay. I always try and think outside the box and go big or go home. Right. But he just wants a candle or something. That's fine. Why don't you make him a candle? I mean, they're very difficult, but why don't you, like, why, is there anything that you can make? Like, because can you do? if he hinted that he wanted a Joe Malone candle and then I go and make him a candle. Right, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. That, that's like that's like your mom. We got McDonald's right at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or what about something that he, um, I don't know, like, does he have, like, a favorite sneaker or does he have a favorite? He does love his Nikes. He's all about his sneakers and his Jordans and whatnot. So yeah. I was kind of, like, looking at things. Have you thought about a coupon book? <laughs> like that. make the coupons like one coupon is like a sexy night yeah. like, nah. oh oh you mean like the personalized coupons yeah like you tear one and like oh. breakfast in bed or... didn't you give yeah. me that one year yeah and you've never used any of the coupons no it was weird <laughs> yeah you haven't used any either yeah no it's because I'm not your lover well then um, so oh. you oh you already tried to do the coupon book thing huh? yeah I did that for a couple what, months what ago were some, what were on some of the coupons um super intimate things oh and did he ever use them he didn't use them not yet no oh, oh. So Scandal. i'm waiting for him to, to get on that because oh. he's like he gets all shy about it i would feel so honestly dude i would feel so weird like if Catherine gave me a coupon <laughs> book yeah and like one of the coupon books was um let me hear you look at me you look at me right now yeah and like one of the coupon books was this 
right? Yeah. Okay. If I came home from a like I had a real hard day, yeah. right? And I was just like my I had my ass beat and I'm tired and everything else. And if I thought that would make me feel better, I would never, I could not even imagine walking over to like the drawer and rummaging through the coupons to find the <laughs> yeah. coupon and yeah, then I'd just like, like here yeah, and here and just like handing it to her. You know I what know. I mean? Like, I, I, know. Would, I don't know if I, you know, she could be, could I don't be know having if I could like do a bad that. day too, right? Yeah. You don't know what's going through her mind. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm here to redeem. Yeah. You know? And what's she going to say? Yeah. You can't say no. She gave it to you as a gift. I know. And then, and then if she does say no, like, do, like how hard do you push? But yeah. you made the coupon. Yeah. Is this not to be redeemed? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no end date on it. I don't know about those coupon books, man. I don't uh, know if I could ever use one either. I think that I would feel too silly. Well, maybe you need to cle- like a clause on the back of it where it's like, check with me first. But then what's the point of the coupon? <laughs> Like there's you know there's conditions like no Fridays and Mondays. Well, who would I don't want that coupon then? Because <laughs> I only want that on a Friday or a Monday. <laughs> uh, all right, I don't know if that helped at all, Chantel. I mean, kind of, sort of gives yeah. me some ideas, I guess. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like as long as like things are good between him and I, and like, like you know. Oh, how about this? I have an idea. Um, on his laptop. Right. Or Uh his phone or like, I don't know if he has an iPad or whatever. Uh, Can you go through and see what he searched for, like on Amazon? So smart. Yes. Because he's always like, you know, just browsing. Are you guys insane? What? What are you you insane? What? You don't tell somebody to go on their partner's computer to check their search history. No, no, you like sound I like said, Maury right I'm now. not saying total search history. I'm saying Amazon search history. Yeah, but in order no. to find the Amazon, you no. have to go to the history. No, because what if he's on Amazon looking for gifts for her? Oh yeah, true, 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 true. Ooh, true. ooh, now you give me two different ideas. Oh, right, no, no, and like, no. and honestly, sometimes <laughs> I wind up on Amazon just uh-huh. from clicking a link from somewhere else. Yeah, and then I go down a wormhole. Like if Catherine went on my Amazon to see what I looked at yesterday, mm-hmm. I would get a bag of 250 two-foot-long zip ties for Christmas, <laughs> okay? Which I don't need that. So why are you looking it up? Because I needed to know what the actual sizes were so, oh. because I, I, like, I need one zip tie, oh, okay, right? Okay, okay, okay. So, that, like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You're going to get some weird <laughs> stuff, man. You are going to get some weird stuff. And every now and then during the show, I look for stuff here. Like, if I look for men's panties and stuff, like yeah. that to, <laughs> to talk about like that's no man no. To talk about, sure. <laughs> well there you go Chantel thank you so much like or no spe- thank you guys yeah I think one time I looked for a specific shirt to eat fried chicken in right <laughs> oh just, to, just to see if it existed uh, <laughs> like with a bib yeah something oh anything oh my yeah. god much love to you out there in Vancouver yes you too thanks guys have love a good you. day bye-bye right bye. Mocha telling people to go to the search history my heart sank. I, yeah, I know. What? Maury was like, what? 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 <laughs> what would pop up in your search history right now on your in, phone? In Amazon or in your phone? Oh, on no, my, just on, on his phone. On Amazon. See, here's the thing. On Amazon, I was looking for flowery underwear to buy Matthew. If he found that in the search history, he'd wonder why I was looking up flowery underwear. Well, then he would get them for you. And I don't want flowery right. underwear. <laughs> but what's in, like, your Google history right now? Well, that's not what you were asking. You were asking Amazon. No, no, no. Like, no, I, said, no I asked. Yeah. I, uh, we're changing the subject. 
Yeah. Oh. No, but what is in your what is in your Google history? Like, what would what would be some of the things? There's a like a, a TikTok model, and I was looking up shirtless pictures of him to see if they existed. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. So honest. Makes makes sense. Uh, Matthew here says, uh, "What childhood movie traumatized you the most?" Mm-hmm. We talked about this recently. Uh, now, when it says a childhood movie, we're not talking just Halloween, like any childhood movie. Yeah, anything okay, at all. Okay, here's my question, though. Sure. Here's my question, because I'm, I'm confused about the way that the question was asked, so I need clarification on it. Read the question again. What childhood movie traumatized you the most? Okay, so what childhood movie to me is different than what movie did you see as a child? No, see, to me— Because a childhood I, yeah. movie is specifically a movie designed for children. See, I, oh. read, it, I read it as— your childhood and a movie you watched in your childhood that traumatized you. Mm-hmm. But see, That's- when I say what childhood movie, that to me says it's a movie designed for childhood. Like it is a movie designed for kids, although it may have been traumatic. No, I think what this person means is what movie did you watch like as a kid that totally oh, traumatized it's you? One of the, like- it's, one of the worst, it's one of the worst things my mother ever did to me. Which was? One of the worst things my mother ever did. We, I was at my cousin's house. I was, okay. I was seven. Okay. Wait, hold on. Are we seven. answering this as movies we saw as a child? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was seven. My brother was ten, and my cousin was six. And we were at my cousin's place, and they were going to go out. They had to go out for a little while. Keep in mind, it's like the it's like nineteen eighty. You leave children alone in the home, in the house as long as they're in the basement, <laughs> right? And they left us alone while they went out with a VHS copy of Friday the 13th. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you did talk about this recently. Yeah. They left their three children alone in uh-huh. the basement and said, here, watch this while we go and do our thing. Uh-huh. And I remember just not even knowing what was happening. I was so horrified. And then uh, at the end of the movie, when Jason comes up out of the water, when the girl's on the boat and she thinks that she's beat his mom and everything else. Because you remember the first Friday the 13th, Jason wasn't the one doing the killings. Yeah. It was his mom doing the killings. Spoiler alert. Right? It's from 1980, man. It's 40 years old. <laughs> okay. Um, Jesus Christ. What's the rule on spoiler alert if I can't talk about the end of Friday the 13th? Okay, so it was his mom, and at the end of the movie, the girl, the 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 young co-ed may who who survived is out in the middle of Crystal Lake on a boat, and the sun is coming up, and it's daytime, and she's survived, and at the very end, Jason comes up out of the water, but only he doesn't look like Jason with the mask on; he look looks like a drowned boy. Yeah, and he comes up out of the water and grabs her, and that's how the movie ends, and we. My brother, my cousin, and myself, we ran out of the basement and went through the front door and sat on the, the grass on the front lawn until our parents got home oh because we God. couldn't go back in the house. And that moment to me, when that thing came up out of the water, everything else, it was one of the most traumatizing things that I'd ever gone through as a kid, and I've never forgotten it. I have never forgotten that feeling of being in a dark basement and running up the stairs because I th- literally thought I was going to die. Wow. Damn worry. Okay, I just Googled this because I couldn't remember the name of the movie. Yeah. But I, re- I will never forget this scene when I watched this as a kid. No joke. Okay. The movie is called The Dog That Saved the War. Okay. Okay. Now it's wow. these kids that built a snow fort. Okay, massive snow fort. And the thing that traumatized me, and I honestly will never forget this: the dog dies in the snow castle because the whole thing collapsed on the dog. Spoiler oh, alert! Spoiler also alert. sad. No, it was incredibly sad. And I, I remember my dad thought this would be a great movie for me, and I was 
I was so hurt by this movie and, s- and bawling my eyes out. I could not believe that they tried to, they were rummaging through the snow trying to find this dog and then they found the dog and it was like frozen stiff. I'm like, what are you showing right. me? Aww. It was the saddest movie ever. There was another movie that I saw. First of all, I had another cousin. I had awful cousins now that I think about it. Um, <laughs> I, I, had a, I had another cousin. There used to be these movies that you could buy at flea markets on VHS called Faces of Death. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, right. And it was videos of people actually dying. Oh, I remember this. Yes. And I was about, I don't know, probably about eight, maybe, (gasps) maybe about seven or eight. And my cousin brought one over to my grandmother's house because she had a VHS machine and he put it on and we sat there and watched it. He made me watch it. I thought from what I remember, I only watched one of those videos. Yeah. From what I remember, wasn't it like news footage or or maybe I'm it was everything. Something it was, like it was everything. It was, it was montages. Like, it was everything. Yeah, like electric yeah. chairs. Is like one a, I yeah, saw. yeah, yeah. Just like footage that they had yeah, around. A guy, like a guy got eaten by a bear in one of those. But it was I low think. quality. Oh, super low quality. Yeah. So there was that. There was another movie that I remember somebody showed me when I was real young called "I Spit on Your Grave," which oh. they which they remade years you later. Weird thing, dude. I'm telling you, man. Explained so much. Um, and they there was a scene in I Spit on Your Grave, from what I remember, where like the, there was a girl and the a guy in the bathtub, and then maybe she was in there with him, but she was trying to get revenge on him for this terrible stuff that he had done to her. And I think that they're in the bathtub, and I think she cuts his wiener off in the bathtub. Oh my god! And then gets up and like walks away, and he just bleeds out while he's like, I like I was these that movie came out in '78, so I must have been about Jeez. six when I watched it. I remember oh, my I went to. To my friend Ryan's place once when we were like 11 yeah. and he put on like an adult film from his like parents bedroom or whatever and I remember being like completely scarred from what I saw <laughs> he's like extremely uncomfortable even just telling that part of the story huh? I just remember like I Maury, had to leave the when room I, when I was sitting on the carpet at my grandmother's house with my cousin watching a man get eaten by a bear I would have prayed for porno <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I was, I, I, you know what? I remember like, I was angry. I was angry. I was. I looked at Ryan. I'm like, why are you? I'm like, why are you doing this? Dare to me? you? Yeah, yeah. Like this. How hurts. dare you? Yeah. And what did yeah. Ryan say? He's like, dude, no, this is what so, we're going to be doing when we're adults. I'm like, not me. So were you? Were you? <laughs> were you offended because you knew that kids weren't allowed to watch that? Were you offended because you uh, were gay? Were you offended because you thought that it was inappropriate? Like, why were you so... I didn't care about the inappropriate or, like, you shouldn't be going to your parents' but I just remember watching this going, I would never, ever do that. Oh, you thought it was gross. I was, like, I was just disgusted. Like, I watched somebody's heart being ripped out of their right. chest. Excuse me? <laughs> but it wasn't I was just comparing. That. No, I was comparing. Oh, right. Ah. <laughs> okay. Um, I think... Exorcist messed me up for a little bit. Yeah. Poltergeist messed me up for a little bit. Oh, yeah, Poltergeist. Good one. Um, And Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 messed me up a part little two? bit. Part 2? Yeah. Not Part 1. No, you know why? why? Because I watched Part 2 with my cousins, and that was the first Elm Street I had ever watched. And then yeah. I went back and watched Part yeah. 1. You can bleep this, right? Uh-huh. I think we should call this episode the podcast <laughs> Cousins. Oh, because yeah. You know what I mean? They're the ones that mess you up when you're a kid. <laughs> That's so true. (laughs) They're the ones that mess you up. Uh, Dallas says here, if you could only have one piece of furniture in your house, what would it be? Like one piece of furniture? Uh Uh-huh. Is a bed included? Furniture, because my answer is going to be bed. Oh, mine's not. Oh, mine was going to be couch. Couch. Really? Big, thick, deep couch. 
Because mm. honestly, I, I love sleeping on the couch. Yep, so do I. No, but I love bed because nah. there's more room and I can get everybody in there. Yeah, but once you wake up and you leave like the bed. Like my family, I don't mean like. <laughs> and how you watching TV. Not like you. Well, you never know. Uh, it would have to be that way. Um, yeah, no, I would be, I would be more than happy uh, with just But that just means a, that's where you guys are going to have to like couch. eat. That's when you guys are going to have I eat there to... anyway. That's where I do oh, yeah, everything. True. That's where I, I eat. eat there I anyway. Eat on the couch. I am mm. in the bed for five hours a day. On a weekend, I'm on the couch for 10. Absolutely. I'm on the couch a lot more than I am in the bed. Yeah. But when you think about, or when I think about comfort level, if I had to live this way for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. it would be a bed. Yeah, if... but then, no, but you could, you do more with a couch. Friends I come fully over, agree. You watch yeah. TV. You, you need a couch more than you need a bed. Yeah, I agree. I I am. If you could, like, if I could pick the couch, yeah. definitely a couch. A hundred percent. Not a leather one, though. No, 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 no. Not leather. Definitely a couch, though. Like a big, thick, deep, like 44-inch seat depth. Ooh, like nice. really nice and deep. Yeah. No, a hundred percent a couch. Because I was like, like, I, I am so in love with the couch anyway. Like, if I was on the couch and Catherine looked at me and it was late and she's like, do you, you want to just sleep here tonight with me? I'd be like, 100% yes. I would never say, no, nah, baby, let's go to bed. Never. Really? Never. I would always say yes. Oh, I love my bed the so much. The air around the couch is nicer it's than so, the It's so, the blankets bed. and the pillows and it's just so like. Do you ever want to complain to the people who make throws and say, why don't you make them longer? Who, me? Like, no. I, there are no couch throws that cover all of you. Oh, so just buy, buy a bigger blanket. We have, we buy the same I don't even know what company it is, but we have the same couch blanket in like like seven different colors. Roxy has two on her bed downstairs. We have like three on the couch upstairs. And really? they're the softest things in the world. They're the best blankets in the world. And anytime Catherine sees them, she just keeps buying them. Yeah. Because oh, it's the that. best couch blanket ever. Because if you want to cover yourself, you want to put the pull the blanket all the way up to yeah. your chin, yeah. your feet are exposed. Oh, wow. you got tiny little blankets. That's yeah, funny. I was going like to say, a, we a, have blankets at home that are like, there's more than enough room yeah. when you pull no, them up to your neck. No. And I have to thank Mocha. Um, for talking about the weighted blanket, I got one. You did? My God, that's cool. Is I it? never thought I'd care. I never, like, why would I want weight on me? I don't, like, I don't want to feel like a body on me. Yeah. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yeah. then I did this, and I'm like, and I'm getting better sleeps. Really? Yeah. Do you put it what? over your face? No, like, I just, oh. like, it's on top of my, like, this area. Does like, it feel like you're is. at the dentist? No, I never even put two and two together, yeah, but I know what you mean, like said, the x-ray blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Like those uh, those blankets that they like put when on you your go chest, get an right? x-ray, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I don't get enough x-rays to really compare the two. No, okay, yeah. What no. does Matthew think of it? He loves it, too. Yeah, right? Really? Yeah. Now, can you cuddle under it? Like, if you want to go and yeah. crawl on top of them, mm-hmm. do you have to, like, fight your way? Like, it feels like somebody's forcing you down? A little bit. Like, you kind of have to put extra effort into rolling over. See, I, I couldn't do oh, that. Oh, wow. That's can you, you're not swole. Can you other stuff under it? Yes. You can, you can but, but that seems to be too can much you imagine? work. No, but your, that's your like, hips would hurt. That, that's like, oh, guys. That, more, can you imagine? Yeah. I'm telling you right now, definitively, yes, but you isn't can. That like, isn't that like when you see those maniacs jogging with a weight vest on? Like, no. isn't it just extra work? <laughs> yeah, your like, hips will hurt. Who wants that much extra work? But then you just flick the blanket off. Oh, yeah, I guess you could. I guess you But then I get chilly. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, D-I-I-3-3 nice. says this. Is it just me, or does Maury look like, and I'm going to say the name. I didn't even bother Googling it because okay. I'm going to have to Google it because I have no idea who this is. Oh, this is I one of my favorite right movies. Okay. Uh, does Maury look like Bobcat? Goldthwaite. Goldthwaite mm-hmm. <laughs> from Scrooged. Who's Bobcat 
Did you watch Scrooge? Goldthwait. Okay, yeah, I so, watched Scrooge once. Okay, Bobcat Goldthwait was a comedian, uh-huh. and you will know him from... God, what did Bob... Um, oh, does, does Maury look like Bobcat in uh Okay, well, first of all, Scrooge, he's the guy in Scrooge that yeah. gets fired for saying that the, the movie trailer was too... Uh, violent, and then he kind yes, of is yes. like, Oh, this guy, yeah, he's got a weird voice, right? Yeah, yeah, he kind of talks like this, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that yeah, guy, yeah, right? Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 he was in um, one of the police academy movies, was he? In the yeah. 80s. Yes. yeah, yeah, um, okay, yeah, I know this guy. Um, does damn it, Maury look like him? I'm gonna say, No, no. absolutely not, more like Rick Moranis, yes, exactly like Rick Moranis, to be honest. Uh, no, I don't think that you look like this guy. No, all. no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. No, I don't think you look like Bobcat Goldfight. All right, case closed. Mel says here, uh, do your significant others fart or burp in front of you? If so, do you guys find it gross and a turnoff? My husband thinks women shouldn't be doing this in public. Must be done when no one is around. So I get hell when nature decides to make an appearance while he's in the room. Oh. First of all, Mel, your husband is a friggin' jerk. For yeah. thinking that way. Come on now. Yeah. Jeez. Um, I don't think that anybody should be chastised for it. No. And it's not a turnoff, Mel. I fart around Matthew all the time. But you, you, uh, you a fart around so, here all the time. We're both boys, though. I think it's different. No, but we're gay boys. Yeah. We're young gay boys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but no, I don't know. I think that there's I think that growing up, you grow up differently when it comes to farts, um, when you're a boy or a girl. For the most part, I mean, right now in my house, they're hysterical. All of that stuff is hysterical. I'm I can't sure picture that Catherine farting. She's no, 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 Catherine. No, Catherine doesn't. Like she rarely, 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 and like it's never. She burps. Like oh my god, Catherine burps. Yeah, but yeah, but like, but like farting. It's never. She doesn't take part. Like that's mine and Roxy's world. Uh-huh. Right. It's it's like. Is she fine with that world? Is she fine with that world? She has no choice. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's she, gonna happen. She has, yeah, she has no choice. But well, who's gonna spend that kind of energy talking about farts at home? We have so many other more important things to discuss, and so much more life to live that we don't spend one second discussing whether something like a fart is appropriate. Or I not. think that if you fart around your family and you can laugh about it, you grow up to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I think that when you are a young couple and you're just starting out, thank you. I think that when you're living with somebody for the very first time, I think for the first year, you should always live in the house as if company's over. Ah, so don't fart in front of each other. No, no bathroom door open. See, I kind of no, no, no fart. No, I think you have to ease into it. Uh, I don't think you can go out of the gate with uh, bathroom door open, pooing in front of each other. But then the problem is, when do you start doing that? It, you just know what happens. It's a natural yeah. evolution. It's a natural evolution. I See, think like that, when Matthew's in the bathroom, the door's open, and, and the little dog and I, like, we all congregate in there and have discussions. But you guys have lived together for a long time, though. Yeah, but to me, it's right? just like, th- it's like whatever. I think that what the problem when people first get together and they first live together, one of the big adjustments is that you don't feel that you have privacy. And privacy, when you decide to live with somebody, is a very difficult thing to ask for when you first move in with someone. Because if you wanted privacy, why did you want to live with me? They take it, they take it personally. They take it like they don't want you around. But I think personal space and privacy for the first little while when you just move in with somebody, I think is really important. I really do. I think that it's good to have that and it's good to give that. It's good to give somebody that space um, when you're 
when you're living together. You're not wrong. And then when the first fart kind of slips out, then you kind of laugh about it going, ooh, and then it becomes a jokey big thing. Yes. You can look at you, you can look at your partner and you know, you've been living together for a little while and you just look at them and go, okay, right now you have two choices. Okay. You can leave the room. I'm not kicking you out but you can voluntarily get up and walk out of this room or you can hear me fart for the first time <laughs> because I'm tired of getting up and walking downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> so And waiting. So now the choice is yours. But the yeah. problem is when you leave the room, it doesn't matter because the fart stays in your jeans for a while. So yeah, even if you leave the room, fart and come back, then it of escapes. It so when I first started farting in front of Catherine, right? Farting in front of Catherine was no big deal. Farting in the bed was sort of next level. Oh, right? yeah. So farting in the bed. And what I used to do <laughs> was if we were lying there together uh, in the bed under the covers, I would take the blankets and we had this discussion on which was actually worse. So I would take the blankets and just slide the blankets off my butt cheeks uh -huh. and <laughs> fart out into the room. Uh -huh. Okay? And then we had the discussion of what is worse? Is it worse to gas the room or is it worse to fart under the blankets where you could trap it no but you're not trapping it because then when you roll over it escapes the trap well, no but you have to make a commitment to not move for the next 10 minutes or yeah, so totally but right? if you Which do is, it, i've done that but if you do yes. it in the room there's a good chance that it may not move to her side right no i true true i'm just saying but i don't still, know but risky. i used to i That's used a to risky move it's a risky move i used to hang my butt outside of the blankets <sighs> And put, my, usually, and put my cheeks off the bed. If I have to, like, and we're in the bed, if I have yeah. to, I just do it and I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, babe, I'm so sorry, but... Why don't yeah. you just pretend to be sleeping? <laughs> Why don't you just lie? Maury's <laughs> first instincts for everything. Because if you fart Why don't in you bed, just lie? Just Why like, don't you just lie? Just pretend like you would just be like... Mm, mm, no, but like, you know, if we're, pretend you're if sleeping. we're laying in bed and we're talking or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be like... Pretend to fall asleep right there? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what Maury does. At Kiss925 is where you'll find Ask oh, Ross done with this yet. No, we have to be done. We have so much other stuff. I know, but have do. you ever done a body fart? What is a body where fart? Where if you're lying with the person no, and your skin no is does the that answer. sound? No is the answer. No is the answer. At Kiss925, no, ask your question. No is the answer. And uh, you will get answers. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On Kiss925. Kiss925.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.